There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello, welcome back to Could It Be an Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I am hey. feeling good. We're back. We're back. It's been a while. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, how crazy has the last month been? Well, in the words of Alex, it's an 11. Yeah, right? <laughs> non it's, it's been an 11, yeah. So, sorry, everybody, that we haven't been here in, for a while, but we're going to put on a great show today. Be dazzled. Be a real Bobby Dazzler. Yeah, it should be. And, uh, yeah, we're back. I'm excited. I, I feel like... Hopefully I haven't forgot how to podcast. Yeah, I think it'll come back to us, right? Yeah, it's like riding a bike. You know, you continue to get better. I got all my notes laid out here. Yeah, you got like, what, seven, eight pages all spread out in a row? Um, just in one section. And yeah. then I have another pile over here because mm -hmm. I want to be properly prepared. Well, good job. I think you're properly prepared. I sure hope so. Yeah. So what's been going on other than... Uh, Finishing up the season of Oak Island. Well, let's see here. We're always working on a Treasure Hunter 12. Yeah. And uh, one we've been really deep into lately. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've done a bit of traveling. Yes. We've had some stuff going on with the kids. Yeah. Uh, as always. Uh, as always. You know, being parents, that's that's the way we roll. Yeah, you know, it's fun. When we were traveling, we did get a chance to go to some museums. Oh, yes. And one of the, my favorite things to say, you were probably getting really annoyed of it, but probably we would walk by something and it would have like an artist, you know, like it paint, painted or it was completed on this date, you know, this year or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, anytime I saw a painting that was before 1795, I'd be like, oh, that one right there. That's before the discovery of the money pit. That's how old that thing is. Yes. And then you'd be like, well, that's not older than the money pit for other ones. I'm like, do you realize how old the money pit is? You can't gauge everything off the yeah, age of the money pit. I just wasn't as impressed with the things that weren't as old or older than the discovery of the money pit. Are you older than the money pit? No. Then I guess you're not that impressive. Oh, oh. burn. Ouch. So is nobody impressive that's alive today? I guess not. Okay. I think they are. I think I am. Well, I think they are. You're the one that has the problem with things okay, not being I'm talking older about than a, the money pit. I'm talking about painting, okay? Sure. I wasn't talking about people. You were just... But you compare it to everything. Only art. Only art. <laughs> I guess you're kind of new into the world of art, so... Yeah. But it, that was fun. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> you probably didn't think it was as funny. It was funny the first, like, six times. Mm. <laughs> Oh, and then we've got something going on this weekend. Yeah, we've got a big treasure hunt. Well, it's local um, where we live. It's like a regional treasure hunt, but it's the one that kind of started our ball rolling into the world of armchair treasure hunts. Started us down the rabbit hole. Yeah, so the Portland Rose Festival Medallion Treasure Hunt starts on Saturday. Woo woo! And we're real excited. We're hoping to find it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's just fun. Like, only one person gets to win these things, and so it's really hard when you're, you know, looking, and also thousands of other people are looking. Mm -hmm. That makes it really difficult. But it can be done. I've done it. 
Yes, and we've met so many cool people along the way. And you know, if I think you're about to get it, and I see it, I'm totally pushing you out of the way because it will <laughs> be mine. Yeah, okay. And I won't share. Well, <laughs> okay. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. We'll see if you can pu- actually push me out of the way. Uh, well, you know. I've lost 60 pounds, so it might be easier Actually, now, that's true. But I still don't think you're going to be able to just push me out of the way if I have my hand, you know, nearly grabbing the thing. It's a little late for me to start pumping iron in order to be strong enough to push you over, though. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite things to do is, like, when we go to the grocery store, Deidre will be, like, grabbing something off the bottom shelf, and she'll be squatting down to get it, and I'll just, like, push her over. It's really mean. Do you hear him saying his favorite thing to do (laughs) is to be mean to me? It's funny. Feel sorry for me. <laughs> it's funny. You think it's funny? I push too. people down. No, actually, it really irritates me. I don't like tackle her or anything. I just kind of nudge her and she just does the rest herself. I don't really push her, just more of a you nudge. You just like, it's, you like stiff arm me. No. And I'd like nudge you with my knee. Over. No, okay. Do you, I just <laughs> gave you an out with like a stiff arm, but instead now you're like cracking me with your knee? No, I said nudge. It's bar- barely even putting any pressure on you. you. You don't need that much pressure to make somebody tip over when they're in a squatting position. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you hear this? I mean, he's bananas. Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yes. And we are super excited for this because we didn't get to participate last year. Yeah, we went to New York City to try to dig up buried treasure instead. And, and we were out of town. We it was really town. sad. I'm glad we did what we did, though, because that oh, was yes. a lot of fun. That was a cool, cool, cool trip. Yeah, that was before I, like, we went to the Met, and mm-hmm. that place is awesome. I'd love to go back. But that was before I started comparing the date or the age of everything to the <laughs> discovery of the oh, money Oh, thank pit. goodness. Because <laughs> everything would have been older than the money pit oh, there. Man. Okay, maybe not everything. That would have been rough. Because I really enjoyed the Met. But if you had that little piece of knowledge in your back pocket oh, I, when I we were there, well, yeah, but it wasn't something I harped on about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm okay if you just kind of tuck that away. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll save it for a rainy day. So that's going on this weekend. Yes, and okay. I'm gonna win. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna win. Hey, if you win, that's cool. And we hope to talk about it a bit more while it's happening. It's uh, about two weeks long. Yep. The Treasure Hunt begins this Saturday, May 25th, and it runs through June 7th. And there is going to be probably, who knows, up to 10,000 people running around the five-county search area looking for this thing. And you get one clue every single day. For this 14-day period, it's always found by the last clue. So someone's yes. going to find it. I want it to be one of us, probably me. Or and m- maybe root for me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Yeah, I'd rather find it personally to give me a little more treasure hunting clout. What about me? Meh. Meh. I'm, hey, you're the host I'm of the s- treasure hunting podcast right here. Well, so are you. No, I'm the co-host. You're the host. What's that have to do with anything? (laughs) Well, this is what you got. Good job. We're going to talk more about it on a podcast. And that is what? On a podcast? Yes. Hmm. Are we going to be guests on a podcast? No. No. I think we are going to be beginning a brand new podcast this week. What? In addition to this one. Yes. Because we will still keep this one going. 
it just it might be another month or so before we get another episode maybe a couple weeks not exactly sure how this is going to run because you know we don't got a tv show to recap every week anymore we're kicking around some ideas we do have some ideas and we've already talked about one of them mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to know what that one is it's it's going to be a mystery until we either put out the podcast or you go back and listen to the prior episode where we talked about it Ooh. well the one uh we are talking about it the new podcast we've been kicking around this for a long time even before we started talking about the oak island podcast yep but we have finally come up with a name, and that seems to be the, you know, the clincher. Yeah, and it works really good, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we get to discuss our ideas, not about just, who knows, we might even talk a little bit of Oak Island on it. But primarily, it's going to be about all sorts of treasure hunts all around the world. Yes, we're going to be casting a wide net about armchair treasure hunts, armchair treasure hunts, boots on the ground treasure hunts, combinations thereof historical treasures legends legends all sorts of fun stuff all kinds of good stuff so what's the new podcast going to be called the new podcast keep an eye out for boots and armchairs woo a treasure hunters podcast that's it that's the one it's gonna be fun boots and armchairs do i get to be the host of that one if you really want Nah, you do a good I job. I mean, you seem to think you need some more treasure hunter clout. No, I get it by finding treasure. It's See, cool. See, oi. 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 Anyways, <laughs> keep an eye out for that one. Hopefully it'll be coming soon. We plan to talk about the Rhodes Festival medallion hunt. Maybe, I can't believe I'm putting this out there, but maybe each day we'll hop on with something real short, say what the clue is, brainstorm real shortly. Hmm. and get it on out there. Wow, that's pretty... That's a big commitment. It is a big commitment. I'm going to put even, it out there. We, we've been having trouble putting out this this podcast <laughs> I was for just think- almost a month. I was just thinking about that. It's taken us a month to do the season finale. Mm-hmm. And now you want to like start a new podcast that you do every day for at least two weeks. No, it would only be for up to two weeks because mm. someone might find it before it could be yeah that's right it's just a way to get us started and rocking go, and rolling i'll probably go out there and find it on like day three okay anyway i think if you want to if you want to hear no if you want to hear more of us talking about just different treasure hunts you're gonna have to tune in and subscribe to our new podcast and that's one more time what is it called boots and armchairs a treasure hunters podcast yeah i think we just made our intro yeah boom shakalaka yeah so it's gonna be fun we're excited Mm -hmm. and you know we're gonna probably cover some treasure hunts that have already been solved first yeah that's a great idea you know we were really involved in a armchair treasure hunt needed to you you had to basically read the book try to figure out what where they wanted you to go and then you had to go somewhere do a real boots on the ground uh, expedition and pick up a treasure and then you won fifty thousand dollars that one was called Breakfast tea and bourbon. Yes. <laughs> I was I didn't sorry, I didn't know you were throwing the ball to me there. I wasn't I wasn't actually I was like, oh wait, what was it called? I definitely thought you were throwing the ball no, to me. Breakfast tea and bourbon. There's a, there's all sorts of other ones. We won the second place prize for Map of the Dead, and that's something we're definitely gonna, you know, touch mm-hmm. on and that that's a true armchair treasure hunt. Yeah, that, that one, one didn't was. require you leaving your couch or your armchair or your bed or whatever. We've been talking about doing this for a long time, and I'm super excited that we're committed to giving it a shot and having this outlet to talk about all these 
treasure hunts and with other people that may be interested. Yes. So look forward to that sometime in the next week. And then hopefully we'll have another Could It Be podcast in the next couple weeks as well. Mm -hmm. That actually, maybe we should wait until after the medallion to get that next one going, but soon. So in the next two or three weeks, we'll probably have another one on this feed. But we also have one more podcast we're kicking around. Um, It's more of a nostalgia Mm -hmm. podcast, but we're not ready to start recording that yet. Let's see how the treasure hunting one goes first. Yep. And, you know, Deidre and I, we like a lot of throwbacks, right? Yep. That's something we're really interested in (laughs) If you can't tell, because most of our references are to old school pop culture or... (laughs) Like what? Or 90s music or... Yeah. Yeah, I think they they I get, know we're I get, dated. Yeah, I, I get people ma- still making fun of me all the time about the MySpace <laughs> thing and the whatever. <laughs> I still make fun of you for it all the time. Yeah, and that's that's fine. It's all good. So look forward. We got some fun stuff coming. At least we think we hope it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun for us. It'll be fun for us, and I'm sure a couple people might like to listen to. And you know what they're actually here for? What's that? To hear us talk about the season finale of Oak Island and. Digging deeper, right? Oh, or was yeah. it? Is that what it was? What no, the, it was a drilling down. My bad, drilling down. <laughs> See, yeah. Well, hey, let's talk about it then, right? Okay. And to be clear, mm-hmm. so we are going to be talking about the finale and the drilling down. We are not talking about Curse of Civil War Gold that rolled in to the end of the finale. Yeah, you know, we were actually kicking around idea of kind of continuing this podcast doing a like review of Civil War Gold. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like great idea. I'd really like to do it. It's a fun show, but I just don't know that we're going to have time to do that kind of stuff. Yep. We're looking to switch gears a little bit, and I think this is a way to keep things fresh and still in the treasure hunting world for anybody that wants to follow along. But for today, you may see us blending the finale and the drilling down as far as those conversations go but that's what we're going to try to focus on here today (laughs) try try so before we do that (laughs) oh my god since we're going to try to focus on that let's have one little tangent first oh we we've had like 15 minutes of tangent okay that's fine okay so we've got uh remember we were talking about the amazing race and oak island right so we put out there to the world, hey, who would you like to see from Oak Island running the Amazing Race together? And we got a handful of uh, suggestions, and I'm just going to read off a couple of them. You know, I'm not going to okay. dwell on it. But we had Billy and Vanessa as a team. What do you think? No, Billy's part of my team, so... Ooh, ouch. Ooh. No, he can be on Vanessa's team, and Vanessa can be on his team. Don't you think it'd be better if Vanessa and Danny the Pirate were on a team yes. together since they work together? Arr. Yeah, let, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> what did he say that one time? Remember? That's what we're looking for. Oh, yeah. He was like an Irish pirate <laughs> or Irish uh, leprechaun pirate. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, okay. What's the other one? We had another one. Just this one, you know, Marty and Alex. Well, that seems fairly straightforward. Yeah, you know, that would make sense. And mm-hmm. they'd probably be a good team. You yeah, know, they're, they're both probably... real logical people. We'd probably confuse them a lot because they look <laughs> like each other. Yeah. Okay, you know who really looks like Alex? Hmm. I can't pronounce his name. Rochefoucauld. Or, um, looks like Alex? Yeah, the Duke of Danville. Oh, remember? that's right. 
Is that what it's called? Deanville? De- yeah, Duke Deanville. Yeah. Man, he looks just like Alex. Like when they it's put that, that picture painting. up. Yeah, that picture of him up all the time. You know, we'll talk about it again later. But man, That's they right. look they look exactly alike to me. Like, I forgot about that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we try not to talk much about Oak Island, like a lot anyway, uh, outside of the podcast because we want to save the good stuff for the podcast. But yeah, like I, I, that was, I, I every time that I see funny. that thing, it just looks just like him to me. So what you're saying is it's within the Lagina bloodline. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you see all the Knights Templar stuff at Mari Vineyard? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, well, there you go. So New any- conspiracy. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who else we got? All right. Then we've got... How about Rick and Dave Blankenship? Hmm. That could be a fun one. Rick and Dave. Yeah, that could be fun. It's kind of an odd couple kind of thing, you know? It is. And it, it would be a lot of fun to watch them do what they do. And then, mm-hmm. you know, every time, you know, they do they do an occasional challenge where you have to, like, slam, like, a thing of beer at Oktoberfest or something. <laughs> I could definitely see Dave going for something <laughs> like that. You know, he'd yes. be like, that, this is mine. This is my roadblock. And there's something, there's the always something road. really dirty, like where they have to run around in the mud. Rick. Boom. Rick's got it. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, okay. That could be a good that team. That could be a strong team. Some yeah. good spats in there, too. Oh, totally. Uh, another one was Alex and, another one was Alex and Peter. Okay. Hmm. That would but, make sense. A couple of young guys going out there and just... Running all over the world. I'm very curious how they would interact with each other in those situations, though. I don't know. I bet yeah, Alex would take the lead. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Peter would surprise us. I, I, I would hope so. That'd be really fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. Be good. That'd be good. Yeah. It would be a lot of fun. Okay. And how about... And then we had Doug and Paul. Hmm. Those guys are brains. They are brains. Who, I'm trying to compare them to a different Amazing Race team, and I can't think of anybody else like them. Not quite like them, but they would probably out-strategize everybody else. That's true. I bet you they could solve puzzles very quickly. Oh, yeah. I bet they could. But I bet you they'd read the whole clue. Yes. <laughs> and not get would. lost because they didn't read the whole clue. I know. We watched the Amazing Race last night, and a team charged up this uh, set of stairs where they had to count each step and it was 272 steps and one team didn't even grab the clue before they went up there and they had to turn around come back down and figure out what they did wrong yeah (laughs) Uh, read the whole clue guys yeah and then actually count the right number of steps there was one team that like went up the steps like three or four times because they couldn't figure out how many steps there were Mm -hmm. it's like duh come on all right so anyway by far the most popular team pairing was Jack Bagley and Gary Drayton. Well, duh. Yeah. They're like Peas in a pod. They're perfect for the Amazing Race. They complement each other so well. Yeah. Be a lot of funny moments there. I can see some off-roading and, (laughs) oh yeah. They would just like wipe up. They'd be like team fun. (laughs) Team fun. The fun meter is like out of control. Yeah. Well, so anyway, everybody that did send in a, a... suggestion for an oak island amazing race team thank you for participating if i didn't read yours on here and sorry about that but it was a fun thing to just think about and i think a lot of these guys would have a lot of fun on the amazing race they would do it do it yeah so before the episode of the season finale aired they made a big deal about uh this is going to be the 
biggest breakthrough in Oak Island history. And yeah, what was it? Well, <laughs> that's what everybody was trying to figure out after the episode aired. They're like, huh? Like nothing happened, right? Yeah, what was the breakthrough? <laughs> there wasn't one. Oh, I <laughs> not ma- are they episode. talking about the tree thing? Maybe what tree thing? The the Evanstone and appeal to heaven flag is that what they're really pushing as the aha? And- I don't think so, but they're actually. I think they're keeping that in the back of their mind for you know that they even in the what was it the drilling down right Mm -hmm. in the drilling down i think they even said when they were sitting around the table they're like yeah well could still have something to do with the american revolution so they're not they're not dismissing that theory completely no i can see why we wouldn't dismiss it but i don't think drawing the parallel of those two things yeah well it was weird i don't know yeah that 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 whole segment was weird. We'll get to that, but what was that? Oh, I I just broke a protractor. Oh, <laughs> whoops! Well, what the heck? Maybe Sorry, I needed that protractor. You, jerk. you don't even know how to use a protractor. Oh, believe me, I do. Do not. All right. Anyways, I, I used to. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so they had like a poll on the Facebook page for the Curse of Oak Island, mm-hmm. and it said. Tell us what you think the Laginas may find during the season finale. And it had two choices. It had a Freemason artifact or a Viking ship, right? And uh, I clicked on Viking ship, and that was 34%, and uh, Freemason artifact was 66%, okay? So I was in the minority, but I was like, uh, isn't there going to be anything like a Viking ship or a Freemason artifact in this episode? No. I mean, I mean, I feel like I missed that, something that, here. Do they think that that or were they trying to suggest that that the Evans stone was a Freemason artifact, but then not even talk about it being a Freemason artifact in the episode? Like, I mean, well, they, they ta- did talk about founding fathers and stuff being Freemasons. Yeah. So maybe that's what I mean. I just parallel didn't, is. they didn't like really harp on it, I guess, in the episode. And so I was just like, uh, meh, meh, meh. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of weird that they would put out an announcement that it's going to be the biggest discovery ever and then nothing happened but on the drilling down the following week that's when we got some real big news mm-hmm. so yeah it was just weird but Whatever. i think i think a lot of people were real excited then let down that they kind of just went to the war room talked a little bit and then said oh i guess that's a year and took off you know which is fine they're allowed to do that oh but... yeah well <laughs> A lot of people forget that this is a, as much as a, of a TV show as yes. a real treasure hunt. Like, yes, a real treasure hunt. You can't go and find treasure every single time you go looking, or else it would be called treasure finding. Exactly. So you're doing treasure Oops. hunting. If you find anything at all, there's people that treasure hunt for decades that don't find one little thing they're looking for. Mm-hmm. These guys find stuff all the time. So everyone just needs to be a little bit. more happy and appreciative there are plenty of people that are happy Uh, but it would be great if people were a little more appreciative that they even let us have a window into what they're doing no i totally agree and i think because a lot of people were really not very happy after that episode online anyway you know that's the easiest place to vent we call those keyboard warriors yeah yeah those people so i don't know what do you think 
I think I actually just want to talk about the episode. And not... <laughs> I thought that's what we were talking about. No, you're talking about that people are complaining. I want to talk about what actually happened in the episode. Because I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pages in front of me. So something happened. Okay, tell me what happened. I'll okay, listen. well, where do we want to start? The beginning? The top? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, usually we go by area. So, all right, the first thing... When okay, we start out at Dan Blakenship's house. Oh, that's right. Right? Yeah. Talking about the dendrochronology. Yeah, that was Ooh, cool. Did I get that right? Uh close enough. Seventeen sixty nine. Yeah, that was cool to see them be able to tell him and we know that he has passed on, but it was cool that they were able to give him some kind of solid proof that something significant happened on the island. In Con- concrete proof that something happened before the discovery of the money pit in, in the, 1795. That's exactly what he said. He's never really had concrete proof of age of structures and things and like that. Nothing 99.999%. Yeah, I totally agree. But that was just a little short bit there at the beginning. But I think that was that was kind of what kicked us off and got us rocking and rolling before we headed out to Smith's Cove. It was a good moment, though. It was. I agree. It was definitely feel good. Yeah. So what happened in Smith's Cove then? Okay. So we have Billy out there. Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> oh, that movie. Okay. So Billy wants to know how far back they're supposed to dig. He's out there like, guys, what do you want me to do? I, It's go time, right? And Marty yeah. says, well, I want to dig back. I want to dig right in the middle of this structure because what was it the u-shape yeah the u-shape structure because obviously it was put there on purpose for a reason dig in the middle and straight on back between where they're digging at that point and the u-shape structure that would be where billy's wall is Mm -hmm. billy's wall and yeah they're just ultimately trying to find that convergence point right that's the goal they're right on the brink of doing it but they don't have any time left they they don't, but, but Billy do, just keeps finding things. Yeah, he just keeps digging anyway. <laughs> well, and you see Laird in there with his trowel, and he's, <laughs> there's this point where he's in there, and he's digging with his trowel, and these chunks of clay just keep coming off, and he puts his little tiny trowel in there, and this whole chunk falls away, and you hear, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have that as a Laird quote in here in my notes, too. Oh, my gosh. That, I just got a real chuckle out of that. That was and he's funny. like turns around billy <laughs> if billy's kind of you know he's the go-to in smith's cove i've kind of renamed it billy's cove <laughs> because he just keeps finding things he runs a show he does what is it that marty says to him well i the dang problem is that you can't do your job because just keep finding things and <laughs> billy says yep, yep that is the trouble yep <laughs> i think being it, so productive it's a good problem to have it's a great problem to have. Keep finding stuff, Billy. You're a hero. We haven't actually recorded another podcast since we learned that Billy won an award at the Screen Nova Scotia 2019 Awards for Film Crew Excellence. Ooh. Yeah, there's a nice little picture that they put out with Billy having his trophy in his hand. And That's he's right. wearing a nice suit. I bet you anything that the slacks are cut at the knees, you know, and, <laughs> we can't and tailored see it. up. Yeah, and, you know, he's got some shorts on, but... 
No, I don't know. That last episode, he was wearing pants the entire time. Was he? He oh. was. In the war room and in the excavator. Yeah, that's right. Billy's in the war room. That's right. Right where he belongs. I know. Someone asked why he was in there. And my mind practically blew up. <laughs> I almost lost it. Like, Billy's been there from the start. But he has now slowly creeped into well, everybody's he, hearts. He is super important. He, he is, is the backbone of the work they're doing in Smith's Cove. He, he is. That guy, he is so precise with his digging. Let me just give you an example. Do you remember in Smith's Cove? So he finds a wall, and then a couple feet away, he finds another wall. And somehow he manages to get the digger in there just between the two, and it barely fits. Barely. And then scoops it out. Surgi no problem. Surgical. Surgical, Billy. Surgical. So That's amazing. I could not do that. I do not have great hand-eye coordination. Kind of the, he's kind of the best at what he does. Mm -hmm. That's why he's there. He kind of has the final word in the war room, too. <laughs> which is amazing. And they're like, Billy has spoken. That's actually how <laughs> everybody's faces looked. I was like, wow, they all just kind of bowed to Billy. Because when he does say something, you listen. Carries a lot of weight. <laughs> it does. It's a heavy moment. Yeah, well, he's, his words are important. Well, so are Robert Cloutworthy, such as wooden boards packed with clay. Yeah, he does that a few times. More packed clay. <laughs> That's, you know, you got to, the Cloutworthy moment this week has got to be uh -huh. like all three of those just put into one. <laughs> all mixed together. It should together. be, man. That was just really good. There was a lot. It was like one right after another. Yeah. Uh, the one about another wall and well they all get down there and ask oh what do you have and billy says oh we're hoping you can tell us <laughs> and marty comes in and says he's gonna tell him exactly what it is and he calls it a sloosh box is that right yeah that's kind of like the channel the thing that the aka aqueduct i was just going to say, <laughs> hmm, sounds like the aqueducts that I was talking about earlier in the season. P.S. We got a new animation. We got a couple new ones out of oh, this yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. I feel good like got to hang on to those. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing is good as the pirate ship and the guy pushing out those <laughs> giant crates of, of gold. gold. By himself. <laughs> Man, I want a giant crate of gold. That's impressive. Okay, well... I'm, I know probably something we're going to talk about on the other, our new podcast will be like the Lost Dutchman's Mine. Mm -hmm. And you can go and what, find that giant gold. crates of gold out yeah. of the Dutchman's Mine. Sure. Or whatever's there. I don't think they're just going to let me. Well, there's nobody knows where it well, is. Well, that's true because it's lost. <laughs> it's lost. <laughs> Hate it when that's that why happens. you go find it and you get the gold, silly. <laughs> Anyways. And then you don't tell anybody where it is. And. You know, we're just but then it stays mind. lost. Maybe someone's already doing that. Oh, maybe. Doubtful. I thought it was interesting that with all these new walls that were being found, so Charles was out there, and they were confirming with Charles that we don't have any record of these structures that they're finding. He's saying that everything he's looked at, that would mean that this is pre-Restalls. Yeah, because Restalls took good notes mm -hmm. and records. But everybody before them was kind of like, yeah, who cares? Let's just keep digging because we're about to find whatever. Exactly. Typical treasure hunters. Yeah. Why would they take notes? They don't think it's going to go on for hundreds of years later. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. That's how they, things they, like mines get lost. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Then 
go on to talk about the second wooden wall that was just five feet behind the first, right? Just feet away? Yeah. There was a lot of walls. I feel like Billy has a lot of walls. Actually, Laird calls one of them a mystery wall. I thought Rick <laughs> called it the mystery wall. Oh, really? I thought it was Laird. Either way, I kind of like the idea of mystery wall. Yeah. Well, Rick was just saying, all we can do is check it back and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, all they could do is keep going, but they're just running but out of time. every time they track back, they find something else, and then they're running out of time because the weather, you know, is gnarly if Billy's wearing pants. Do you think Billy's, like, naming these walls after his kids or anything now? Like, he's like, I got my wall. This one's for my wife. This one's for... No, because Billy's like, I've got mine. You guys do whatever you want with the rest. That's what I think. Yeah, he's probably on your bandwagon where you should just rename the whole thing to Billy's Cove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I'm sure Smith wouldn't like that, though. Eh. Eh? Mm. Mm. I bet you they're digging in Smith's Cove right now, because we know they're back at... They're filming. They're filming. But I don't know that they are. I know from what I've seen, they've cut holes in the... In the wall. In the wall and kind of flooded smith's cove again right so there would be less pressure on the coffer dam yeah so they they had to do holes in no, order to equalize on, the pressure was that on the drilling down or something no we saw that on one of the groups because right now you're seeing oh, a lot yeah. of the tours go through yeah and people are putting up pictures and sharing about what charles has said things like that it looked like possibly they were trying to pump out water i thought i saw a pump somewhere hmm and if that's the case, then maybe they're patching up. Yeah, Who you, knows what the structural soundness of it is now after the winter? You know they're working on the swamp, though. Oh, yeah. That's where their primary focus has got to be right now, with that big target. Well, okay, depending on how far back they got and how full the cove got, and where they're trying to excavate at this point might be high enough up, especially if they... They were digging underneath the crane pad mm -hmm. that they don't need a coffer dam that's out so far or who knows. Maybe they don't have to re-pump it out. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know either. We'll have to wait for season seven to figure that out probably. <laughs> huh? We have to wait so long. Or maybe we won't have to wait so long. Who knows? I know. We're going to have to wait. You know who knows? Shadow knows. <laughs> the shadow knows everything. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of where the episode cuts away to some stuff going on in the swamp. But we do come back to Smith's Cove later on. And in my notes, I said, I, I wrote down that Laird and Billy are looking for the flood tunnel. And then there's a quote from Laird that says, holy crap, again. <laughs> it says two times in this episode. Oh, so Laird. So he's getting surprised. He is. He's like, whoa, I can't well, believe it. When we get to that final scene in the war room, it's finally the point where you see Laird going, wow. I'm convinced this is a thing. Yeah, well, right after that, Clotworthy pops up and says, a third wall <laughs> found just a few feet from the other walls discovered just <laughs> one day ago at Smith's Cove. Like, that was a big, that was a mouthful. Yeah, well, that's what Clotworthy said. I I know. It's intense. And then I noted that Billy is wearing pants. Took you a while to catch up there. <laughs> I, I'm apparently more concerned about the fashion. Yeah, um, Because, you know, priorities. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're part of a board of directors for some fashion thing at a high oh, school, right? Yeah, actually, there's a meeting there tonight. Oh. At 6. Oh, goody. I I'll, need to double check. You can go after you re uh, we record this and after you edit this podcast tonight, okay? 
sure, because I need permission from you. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Anyway. Okay. Are we done in Smith's Cove? Should we talk about the swamp or the war room when yeah, we we're talking to... The theorists? To thy theorists. Which one do you want to talk about first? Doesn't bother me which. Let's go with the theorist and end in swamp slash war room. Okay, so before I want to just get this out there real quick about the theorist. Mm -hmm. So we had Bruce Lindahl. Okay. We had Justin Kennedy and Court Lindahl was there via video conference, right? Correct. So we had these three guys, they're researchers about this revolutionary war theory connecting the founding fathers to the treasure on Oak Island, right? Correct. Court, the guy that's the brother that was video conferenced in. Correct. Did 99.99% of the talking. That's true. I thought that was interesting. Like, I think they got like one or two words in a piece. Mm -hmm. One of the guys, I don't think he even said a thing until he said like maybe one or two words when they were out at Smith's Co. or, you know, looking at the rock. You know, it was really weird. Like the guy that wasn't there was doing all the talking. Well... They had probably talked to him before. This is when they could fit him in. The guy's not available to travel at that time for some reason. So the video conference him in. They fly the other guys out so someone can be boots on the ground. But I bet you they really needed court because he's the one that can truly articulate the the theory yeah. most eloquently. Would be my guess. Usually in a group of researchers or treasure hunters, there's always that one person. Yeah, that's me. Sure. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah. So anyway, they're, I guess they worked with Zena Halpern, right? Yes. So that's cool. That is very and that's cool. that's what they had. They had, you know, a lot of their research had concerned that map that she provided, the map that was from 1347. Is that the right year? I want to say that's the right year. The the hatch map, as I yeah, the recall. Ro- from the Rochefoucauld mm-hmm. family. That's what name was on the map? There was a fabulous uh, Clotworthy moment in there, too. Was there? What did it say? Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, the founding fathers of blah, 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 blah. I don't know, but he he really (laughs) said Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin with some real zeal. I liked it. Nice. I like that, too. I was applauding it. You didn't even remember there was a moment in Actually, there. Actually, I have it. So you I have... have it written down word for word. You said it wrong. So I wasn't going to correct <laughs> you. You said but it But if you wrong. want me to, I'll gladly correct you. You always correct me if you think you're right. Robert Cl- Clotworthy says, at 27 minutes and 58 seconds into the episode, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, two of the founding fathers of the United States of America, boom. That's almost exactly what no, I said. No. I added blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah at the said, end. You said Thomas Jefferson first. It was Benjamin Franklin first, okay? Savvy? That's right. You, you just got owned, okay? You think you're a pirate. And you think Arr. you're... No. No, you needs to calm down. I'm going to leave you here when I go treasure hunting for the medallion. <laughs> go ahead. Go wherever you want. I'm going to go to the right place. No, you're not. Losing... Anyway. Anyways. So they had talked about Doug and his ship log. Correct. Right? For the 1746 expedition to Nova Scotia by the French French admiral known as Duke D'Anville. Correct. And in parentheses I put here, looks exactly like Alex Lagina. <laughs> Whole new conspiracy. Yeah. He was also known as Jean-Baptiste Louis Frederick 
De Rochefoucauld. Wow, I'm actually really impressed you Boom! said that because that was my best. That was my best performance ever. Because Boom. you usually think say things like quesadilla and <laughs> buffet. Okay, I speak in American. Okay. Well, that was not American the case English right there, and not all Americans speak like that. It's <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> Jean-Baptiste Louis Frederick de Rochefoucauld, boom, did it again. His son was Louis Alexander, right? Mm -hmm. And he was associated with Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin. And he goes into their involvement about the Freemasons, Nice Templar, secret societies, George Washington being a Freemason, Nova Scotia, how... It could have been the 13th colony, right? Exactly, but they ended up splitting New Hampshire and Vermont. Yep. That which actually explains why they're shaped the way they are. I guess, yeah, they're shaped really weird. Yeah, I always thought it was kind of odd, but mm-hmm. that actually makes sense now. The sure. whole thirteenth thing. Thirteen was a big number for them, apparently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we go to the appeal to heaven design, the tree, and Doug, you know, jumps in right away, stating it's the right to revolt, appeal to heaven. Yeah. That was interesting. That is interesting. And I don't know much about it, mm, if I'm going to be real. I I had never come across this either, even though mm-hmm. I've watched like countless documentaries and stuff about the Revolutionary War and read some books. Somehow this slipped past me too, but it's very interesting. And that's basically what they were doing. They were uh, using their rights to revolt mm-hmm. against the English Empire. Exactly. And I recognize the symbol, but I guess I didn't equate the the saying to it, but it makes sense now. And they, who is it that points out that there's something, Paul says that there's a stone with a similar symbol on the north side near... The boulder of the speech? Yes. Yeah. So that's lot 14. And, yeah, they go to check it out eventually. Mm-hmm. They do call it the, it's also known as the the tree flag. Yes, the tree flag. Yeah, and it was something that was created by George Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I have another note here. Oh, because we were talking about 13 earlier, the 13 colonies and whatnot. 13 original colonies. I could do all states no, in please, alphabetical order off please, of that if you want. Please do not. I'm sorry. I did not mean to open that rabbit hole. Alabama. No, stop. Alaska, Arizona, Make it stop. Arkansas, California, color it. I could do the whole Please, thing really fast. Babe, I know. Okay. I know. All right. They don't need to know. All right. That's cool. <laughs> so they went into talking about how the 13th was important to like the Knights Templar because that was when on the first famous Friday the 13th is when they were dissolved yes. and disbanded and arrested and charged with treason. Correct. Because the king of France actually owed them a lot of money and didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Isn't that kind of messed up? That's kind of a He's way like, to hey, skirt around your debts. Hey, I have a lot of debts with you guys. You're all uh, arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So that was King Philip the Fourth of France. Yikesos. What a jerk. Yeah. That guy's a punk. I don't know him personally because I don't time travel, but <laughs> yeah, I hear. Yeah, not a fan. Nope. Anyway, so that was, I guess, the first real, well, who knows if it was the first, but it was a real significant piece of the number 13 or whatever as far as the Knights Templar go. Like, it was important to them, is what yes. I'm trying to say. Yes, it was important to them. Holy crap. Okay, Laird. 
Uh, let's see here. Marty offers to take them to see the Evans stone. Yep. They go check it out. And what do they find? They see the rock that says, was it R.W. Evans, August 9th, 1897, Chester, and what could be said tree flag thing. Yeah. and then... I think it looks like a quill, I've decided, though. Yeah, Too funny. many branches, so it is now a feather. Yeah, that's Lies a feather stiffs a board. Lies a feather stiffs a board. What? Huh? Practical magic. What's that? Never mind. It's a reference you wouldn't understand. Is that a... It's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. You know, like, from the time period that we're always flashing back to. The 90s? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. was it early? No, it was definitely late 90s. Okay, that's cool. Anyways, so Any... they start counting. Well, Bruce, Court's uh, brother, goes out there and he's like, oh, look at this. I'm, let's count these little, the, the branches of this tree mm -hmm. or whatever and he starts counting he's like oh this 13 and 13 makes complete sense it works perfect you know that, that's got to be what it is right <laughs> until everybody's like no yeah. okay i rewatched that clip back and yep. it's really weird because the way he's pointing and so you get this close-up and he's pointing with his fingers and it sounds like that his audio's been dubbed over that scene, oh. counting to 13. So I don't know how that actually happened. And maybe it did happen that way, and I'm just reading too deep into it. But that is just how it flowed to me. Yeah, I, th I thought it was strange. Like, I went back and paused it and counted the leaves myself, or, you know, mm -hmm. the branches myself. And I thought I saw 16 on one side and 18 on the other. That's a bit different. Yeah, and it, even if you're not counting the actual little branches and you're counting maybe the space between the branches because maybe, yeah. you know, maybe each one of those is like the outline of, of a branch. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, but you still get like 15 and 17, so it's like not... Gonna happen? Yeah, so... So the question is, is this... I thought Marty was looking like at him like they were crazy right after that. Okay. Yeah, and they don't know much about this rock. Yeah, it's and... the first time they've seen it. Well, well, I mean, I bet you they've seen pictures of it. I mean, like the Oak Island team in general. Oh, I thought uh, they you, I they thought know about of the it. I I mean, in general, I don't think there's been a ton of research done on it. I could be wrong. I mean, because they have some bigger fish to fry. That being said, it's one of those. Is it just graffiti? Is it kind of like an old worker was carving something because they were bored and they had some downtime. Is it one of the random fishermen that came to the island and someone's like trying to play a prank because they know this is the appeal to heaven design mm -hmm. yeah. and they don't think, oh, I should make sure it has 13 on each side. I feel like if that was a design that was highly significant to you, you would know it need to have the right amount of branches, right? Well, it seems like George Washington specifically wanted 13 branches mm -hmm. on each side, right? Correct. Because that was an important number to him. It would probably need to have that many branches. Exactly. So, I don't know. I've never thought much about it, I, I bet, guess. I bet you they've thought a lot about it because it's something that is weird mm -hmm. and has markings on it on Oak Island. And I bet you they've done a ton of research on it. I bet you they've seen the Appeal to Heaven flag. And it's just not something that they have had a lot of time to pursue. And they probably, you know, the the year's wrapping up. They can't do a lot of digging. The 
uh, money pit shut down, mm-hmm. right? So they probably just need to bring somebody in to have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's a cool theory, maybe it maybe it's still right. Mm. Who knows? It could be. It could be that that theory is still tied in, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with that stone either. Yeah, I don't know. The so I don't know. It's hard to say what is going on with that stone but obviously they thought it was important enough to put it in the finale to at least plant the seed huh, get it tree plant the seed ha, ha. <laughs> see see what i that's did pretty, there that's that's pretty good i'm so punny yes you are so i don't know they seem to still uh regard that information as something worthy to pursue because like i said earlier in the drilling down episode that came on the week a week later said they or they were still talking about a little bit about founding fathers stuff mm-hmm. in the revolutionary war so maybe who knows maybe and even marty says it does at least open up his thinking and brings in some new ideas if you will yeah. which is good after what's kind of been going down this year, Marty is really a lot more on board. Even though he seemed like he was hesitant at the end of this episode. Yeah. You know, he's a lot more on board than ever. <laughs> no, so, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's time to talk about the swamp. Swamp, swamp, swamp. You've been asking for the swamp all, all year. Yeah, right? Yes. And it's time. It's time. The last episode. Let's talk about the swamp. <laughs> the time is now. So we get to the swamp, and Eagle Canada is out there setting off the charges. Yep, they are setting them up. Most but notable, who who's there? Alex. The giant? Could it be? Didn't you learn some neat information about Alex? So Alex the giant, or Alex... Maybe we should not call him the giant. That feels mean. Well, he's huge. <laughs> he's very tall. Yeah. He's really, really, really tall. He could destroy you. Okay. Alex the Giant is six foot seven. What? You know, oh my god. <laughs> I thought he was taller than that, to be honest. I thought he was gonna six be like six foot, foot nine or something, six seven? ten. Yeah. Man. He's a giant dude, right? So he was the He could push you over. He can probably push me over. I guarantee <laughs> it. He was the first overall draft pick in the two thousand and two CFL draft, Canadian Football League. Wow. And he was drafted by the Ottawa Renegades, and it was an expansion draft, so that was like a brand new team Mm -hmm. at the time. So, but he was the number one overall pick. And now he's blowing stuff up in the swamp? Yeah. He's a smart dude. Oh, I have no doubt. If he's doing this, he is a smart dude. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, he, you know, played in the Canadian Football League, and Mm -hmm. he is now working for Eagle Canada, and yeah, I guess he's probably really well-known in Canada. He has to be. Yeah. Canadian listeners, tell us more about him. I am intrigued. Yeah, so that's Alex Gaithier, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. You notice that they all met out there at night? Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. Because they wanted to try to, like, minimize the noise pollution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that they could make sure to get the most pure of data, if you will, which makes sense when they explained it. Because at first, and they're all there at night, I'm like, are the days that short? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 
No. Maybe they were just keeping an eye on Charles Barkhouse. He's probably out there sneaking around doing something, right? <laughs> They're like, last time there were problems, Charles was out sneaking around at night. We're keeping an eye. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm still a little surprised that they went back to Eagle Canada to do some more of this kind of seismic testing because mm-hmm. the results for the money pit and the mega bin were kind of mixed, mm-hmm. you know, like, they were they they talked a big game at that presentation earlier in the year. They're like, yes. yeah, this is a shaft, or yeah, this is uh, some kind of cavity, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they got everybody's hopes up, mm-hmm. and so if my hopes were up that much, and then we, I don't know, like, are we going to ask them to do it again if we didn't find anything whatsoever the first time? Well, here's the thing: they have pioneered this technology and being able to do it at such a shallower level that they're kind of the innovators here so really you also have to remember that the mega bin and the money pit areas are very very disturbed think of how many cores have gone down yeah and digging through the ages so we're seeing the anomalies are hard to see just me pulling back and thinking okay i could see where that would be a real challenge and they were looking even deeper in that area right yeah now if we think about the swamp it's a relatively i mean it's an undisturbed area who's really been digging in the swamp nobody really like except for our depositors potentially yeah i mean it wasn't the the person's been most interested in the swamp from what i can you know from what they've said and what we can read and what we can tell is fred nolan and rick (laughs) (laughs) you know they've done some metal detecting i mean it's really all been surface work done in the swamp yeah so that's interesting it's it's a hard area to to work Mm -hmm. so that to me i guess that makes sense it seems that they're taking a different approach because they are looking shallower the explosives the diamond is a smaller amount but there's way more charges um it's just and then the fact that they're doing it at night, maybe they were concerned with the other one, uh, Money Pit area. Maybe they're thinking they had some noise pollution, too. Hmm. So they're trying to minimize the amount of errors, I guess. Yeah, and Alex himself, he said that they were a lot more confident and even more confident at this point than that they could image the swamp a lot better because mm-hmm. you know like you were saying they're trying to refine this technology and they're the pioneers of this technology so it's like really difficult to know what to expect when they're basically doing it for the first time exactly and that's the only reason because i i initially thought the same thing like why would you go back if but if you combine that data from the money pit area with what they're doing in the swamp Hmm. You know, maybe we'll get something there, which it looks like they did when we get into the drilling down when they're talking about where the different anomalies are. Yeah. But we can get into that whenever. Yeah, pretty soon, probably, because they kind of wrap up at the swamp and they tell them that it's going to be at least a month and a half before they get any kind of results. So they have to play a waiting game. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see here. Marty asks how the data looks. Alex says that they only, I guess they only see the raw data when they shoot and then it goes to a processor 
They're going to process, they're going to stack the data and go through it. And they're going to need about a month to do that. Rick wants to know how long. You can tell he's chomping at the bit. Like, come on, give yeah. me info. Got, you can't he, dig yet, so calm down. Give him a minute. He's, he's a patient guy, too. I know, he but wants, he's he excited. Wants, hey, him and his brother both want that data. They want it real bad. but So does Craig. <laughs> you know he's yeah, I, highly analytical. Well, yeah. Craig wants it, too. That's true. They all just, they want the data, but they understand it's going to take some time to make it so that it, it looks like it could be something that makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can't just get the raw data and, you know, they're not trained to put that information together like the Eagle Canada people. And uh, Jeremy Church, I guess, is the guy from Eagle Canada that really compiles it all. Uh -huh. and, and, well, it's like with any team, you, whoops. It's like with any team, you need to be able to have someone that can gather that data, do a good job at it, someone that can process it, someone that can refine it. It just takes people with different skill set to really be able to drill down on it. Should we talk about the data that we actually get? Uh, well, that's in the next episode. Why don't we just finish this one with, you know, the war room meeting at the end of this, kind of like the farewell for the season. Sure. You know, then we could get into the drilling down and Maddie Blake. Sweet. Yep. So we go into the war room. Do you know who's missing? Because there's a lot of people in there. Hang on. We go into the war room. I don't know who is missing. I don't remember taking a... Uh... Attendance? Yeah. <laughs> Here. I think the only person I noted that was missing was Peter. But he wasn't oh, yeah. on the season very much as it is. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It was crowded in there. Well, I, I mentioned to you that Peter was missing. You said that you thought he was somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I was like, he must be taking his finals. It must be finals time. Because he must be a high schooler, right? Because, he no, looks like a baby. I said that he was in college. Mm. You said, oh, because he must be in high school. Because <laughs> I kept thinking Alex Lagina was way younger than me. And then I found out we were both in our 30s. And I felt a little shameful. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I was like, I feel bad because I keep putting him as like this young kid category. And he's like your equal. And he's my, age. you know, he's my equal in age. And I'm like, oh, man. And I feel like you know, there are days I wake up and feel very old. And so what? You haven't been giving him a lot of credit? I haven't. I, guess, I don't think I've oh been giving him Oh, my gosh. You're, you're, you're kind of a hypocrite. I know. Remember, I'm, I'm talking about ageism here. Remember when you were a manager at oh. the retail store back when you were like 18 years old? Yes. And people were like, oh, I'm not going to listen to that kid. disrespectful and rude and... Yeah, look at you now. I mm. know. And that's why I was really <laughs> like ashamed and sad that I would do such a thing. But I caught myself. Well, I'm ashamed too, but that's you okay. You should be ashamed. <laughs> You're the one that pushes your wife over in the grocery store. You should be ashamed. Meh. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> You're totally okay with that, huh? I think it's funny. I know you do. Just because it's funny doesn't mean it's not mean. Next time I do it and she's not expecting it, I'm going to pull out my phone and record it and I'll put it on the... Uh, <laughs> Facebook page. So you're going to go live and be like, watch this. <laughs> Tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's go back to the war room. Yes. So Peter is missing, yeah. but that's okay. He yeah, doesn't it, always have to be there. And I think most everyone else is there. Mm -hmm. Alex is there, but not in person. He's the one that's uh, in 
by a video conference. And why? And you had a uh, a theory why he was in via video conference. I had a theory. Yeah. I mean, I think the theory's been proven. What? Why? Because he all of a sudden is in Michigan. Uh, That's where they live. Yeah, because he's meeting with Civil War gold people. Mm. We all saw that. Why do you think that that's a theory when it's like, duh, <laughs> well, you see the next scene and he walks on out. <laughs> Hi, guys. Yay. Is he, wearing, is he wearing the same outfit? Yes. Oh, I didn't. But that's what they do. I mean, they always all wear the same outfit. It's about being cohesive you know what? here. It's funny because I just did not piece that together. I thought it was like. You seriously didn't piece that together? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> seriously? Yeah. I, I thought he was just not there, you know, and there was no other reason for it. Okay, so right <laughs> now you're gonna, telling me. I didn't know it was going to blend into after the After watching other thing. this episode. Twice. You, yeah, seriously. Three you times. didn't put together that he, right after that, just walked straight no, I, into I the it. scene for yes. Civil War. Yes. And the reason that he telephoned in was because he was with the Civil War gold people. You did, did not put I, that together till right now. <laughs> I just want to make this clear. You did not put that together till this minute. And you watched the episode three times. I thought he just must not have been there. <laughs> and then he just he was happened unav- to be He was unavailable. There. I thought he, maybe he was doing his finals, okay? <laughs> no. Really? You didn't... It's just I as get it. seamless I get it as now. last year when they drive off Oak Island and drive straight to Civil War Gold. I get it. <laughs> I get it now. We're good. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay, so... I bet you our listeners got it. Probably. So Gary is talking about... In the war room. Yeah, he, he notes that the discoveries in Smith's Cove were coming in almost on a daily basis. Yes. Probably not exactly that quickly. Maybe. Of, well, did they have probably like 100, 150 different discoveries? Probably not. Maybe, just in buttons alone. That's true. So take that. Yeah. What? Well, we had the concrete wall. We had Billy's wall. We had... Jeez, the concrete wall seems like forever ago. Yeah. Remember the pipes sticking out of it? Yes. The uh, rubber yeah. And then we never pipes. even came back to them. And then... It must not have been significant, huh? Uh, I bet you it is highly significant. We also never came back to... This whole foundation that Laird was digging out on one of the lots. Oh, yeah. What was that? Like lot 25 or something? Something. That was, was like way a, early and they were pulling like pottery. Or yeah. Yeah. That's a, a area that hasn't even been explored. Yeah. Well, they just don't have enough time. Jeez. There's only one Laird, right? He's got to be over there. He's got to be on Smith's Cove. He's got to be at the money pit. Now he's got to be at the swamp. Someone give me a shovel. Like... You want to be Laird's apprentice? Yes. I'd rather be like Gary's apprentice. I'll be Billy's apprentice. Ooh, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> I'd be Billy's apprentice too. Man, I've actually run sweet. heavy equipment before. Yeah, a forklift and what Billy does are different. Okay. We've had this discussion <laughs> on here. You can't just go to dozer days and assume you are now a heavy equipment operator. That's just not how it works. Well, if I'm his apprentice, he's going to train me. And he's going to train me because I'm going to be way better at it than you. Okay, fine. That's fine. I'll just learn how to metal detect. It's cool. No, you weren't even interested till I brought up the other day getting a metal detector. How the heck do you know what I'm interested in and what I'm not interested in, huh? Are you serious? You didn't even put together that Alex, <laughs> why he wasn't in the war room. You know what? Leave me alone. You're being a bully, okay? <laughs> I'm not, oh, whatever. I'm, I, I'm not a bully when I push you over in the supermarket, but you're being a bully right now. 
I'm having fun. Oh, well, me too. So that means I'm not a bully. <laughs> okay. So take that. Ah. Oh. So what else? I don't. I don't even me? know what we were talking about besides concrete being a long time ago. <laughs> no, nah, I want to hang out with Laird. I I need a trowel. I'd probably rather hang out with Jack and just get the shovel and just start scooping. But Jack's got Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing too many throwbacks here. Throwback. All right. Throwback. War Room. Yeah, they they discuss the finds in Smith's Cove, right? Correct. And lots of good stuff. We touched on some of them a moment ago. Mm -hmm. Alex notes that they have evidence that things happened before the search process. Mm -hmm. And that was Marty's biggie for the season. That's Mm -hmm. what he said because of uh, the, the dendrochronology results were like the big deal. Mm-hmm. And that was like Laird's aha, too. Yeah, Marty used to think nothing happened except for searchers. Laird agreed the wood dating changed their minds. Yeah. Right? Well, hard to, a quarter of a century before the discovery of the money pit, things were being built on Oak Island that seemed to be directly in front of this convergence point for flood tunnel system and everything. That coincidence? I think not. Doubtful. Well, I love that Marty asked Charles, if you were a betting guy, would you bet that something happened? You know, he's like, Charles was willing to bet his life that something happened. And he was like, whoa, like your house or whatever. And he's like, no, my life. (laughs) And Jack's like, I'm willing to bet my car and my house. (laughs) Not my life. He's not willing to put as much on the line as Charles. Charles bet his life. Look, Charles is already protecting the treasure with his life, right? No, see, I think he's he wants to find it. Oh, okay. I you know, there's so, a lot of conspiracy stuff out there, but Charles, that guy's wicked smart. Yeah, he is. And he wants to find it, but he has been around Oak Island a very long time, and he's willing to bid his life something's there. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that Jack chimed in with... I'll bet my house. And my car. And my car. And everyone's like... <laughs> Okay, Charles just said he'd bet his life. I wish I would have asked Rick, because he's certain. Everybody is. We get get kind of a flashback of episode one with everybody of, yes, yes, of course, no (laughs) doubt. (laughs) Yeah, bookend episodes. Yeah, that was cool. Billy had some input, and like we said, everybody listened. Yeah, I wrote down that Billy chimes in and says, you won't find the things they found on Oak Island anywhere else. In, or on any other island in Mahone Bay, he believes something is down there. And then I wrote, Billy has spoken. Billy has spoken. That's really what it felt like. He, like, shut them all down. <laughs> like <laughs> He's like, no, something happened. He's like, this. boom, drop the mic. Peace out, homies. I'll be out there with my uh, heavy equipment doing the thing. Yeah. Another funny thing about this meeting, a little bit before Billy was talking, mm-hmm. Gary was talking about the hammer grab mm-hmm. and how it was like an arcade claw game. Right. And he's like wondering every time it came up, something going to come up with it? You're going to mm-hmm. get some kind of prize, you know? Right. The claw. It moves. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, Gary, that's how I see it too. I'm, I'm waiting for the little aliens to come out of the claw. <laughs> Another fun thing, or... I don't know if it's fun, but I like what I like Jack's response. But Marty was worrying that pre money pit structures could have been withdrawals and not deposits. Mm-hmm. And he worries that it could be linked to the French helping the United States in the Revolutionary War, right? Mm-hmm. That is something to worry about. But Jack says if they were withdrawing, 
wouldn't they shut off the flood tunnels? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody quickly agreed. Mm-hmm. And why would they cover it back up? You know, so like, well. Yeah. Why hide it if it's already all gone? He has a point. Jack impressed me with that. That was good. I really, I liked that. Good retort, Jack. Nice, nicely placed. Rick says something about he rests his case on the parchment and the book binding alone. Is that what it was? Yeah, the parchment and the book binding. He yeah. rests his case on that. That's that's hardcore. I'm they, like, must, they must know some more about that that we don't know. They have to. I'm, 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 well, duh, right? But well, naturally. Why when they show us? You know, because we haven't seen a whole lot about that stuff this year, but... Because there's too much to share and go through? Yeah, it's just, it's tough. They need like a, a web series or something during the off season to just discuss a few of the, the finds and give us a little more details on them. Well, I mean, they're not obligated to, so... And I feel bad because it seems they were at the island a long time this year. Everybody seems exhausted because it was definitely a go big or go home year. I don't know. I don't think they should push themselves for the length of time they did this next year. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, none of them are getting younger. Nope. Um, Why do you think they sent Alex to Muskegon? (laughs) I guess. I rest my case on that alone. (laughs) (laughs) Why? They don't want the young blood at the Oak Island anymore? Well, no, they just... They're tired. They're like, man, we have worked so I. Marty's like, just... I needed some. I need a break, bud. That's what he's thinking. Help and your dad out. Remember how we were talking about the younger generation kind of stepping up, learning, taking on some of the this next generation of stuff. And I think this yeah. is the real opportunity for Pat- Alex to show that. Yeah, you got the the torch was passed to Alex on Civil War gold. Mm-hmm. And I think he is highly analytical, like his father. Yeah. Which I think is good. And it kind of went to the point of what I was saying before with the curse of Civil War Gold is that I was afraid it was the crew seemed to be all Ricks, very in, hopeful, high spirits, no matter what Kevin Dykstra said, they were like, yes, let's go. There's got to be someone there that's going to contest, push your theories outside of what your initial form of thinking is. And I think that's where Alex can come in and challenge them. Every They need somebody like that. Every Rick needs Marty. Boom. Goes the dynamite. That should be like on a t-shirt or something. Or every like Rick a needs a Marty. Sticker. Yeah. Every Dustin needs a Deidre. Yeah. Does every, does every Deidre need a Dustin? I guess. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they, they kind of wrap up talking about all the things that they have found, the coins, mm-hmm. the buttons, the bones, everything else, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But Marty says that he thinks there might not be enough evidence. Yeah, what is that? Did you get Dan Blankenship's reply to that? <laughs> well, he says, what does he say? Um... I didn't catch the first. Let's see. Oh, here. out of all seven pages I mean, of your notes, you didn't. Uh, well, write down I got his the quote. his quote of. I mean, that's evidence. You can't take that away. I mean, you can ignore it, but at your own peril. <laughs> I like that you said you could ignore evidence at your own peril. Like <laughs> I felt like it was your own demise. Yeah. Don't ignore Dan's advice. Yeah. Well, Dan has spoken. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't don't ignore the stuff that's staring you right in the face, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Don't look, look a gift horse in its mouth. Well, that's kind of the end of the episode. Then they kind of say their goodbyes and yes. they get out. Real heartfelt scene. Everybody's got the hand in, all in, everybody in, friends, family, yeah. fellowship of the dig. Yeah, they all put their hands in and say, what do they say? I don't know. He gave them a really long thing to say, and I was like, that's not usually how the hands in yeah but it was like a just a feel-good moment and then at the end like as they're pulling their hands away you can see that rick had his hand on dan blankenship's hand Mm -hmm. holding it toward the center Mm -hmm. so rick kind of had two hands in Mm -hmm. but yeah he was making sure that dan was part of the uh celebration too Mm -hmm. yeah that that was sweet yeah and that kind of gave me a little bit of goosebumps i was like oh that's just Mm -hmm. super sweet and nice and it at this point knowing what we know touches your heart a little bit you know yeah special moment it is well marty and rick as everybody's kind of leaving marty has like this little quote they're they're both talking like in a little interview style kind of thing and marty said it started off as a bit of a lark mm-hmm. buying this island <laughs> now we've been forced to pay attention yeah and look what they've gotten themselves into now right mm-hmm. can you think one day i'm just gonna do this think if we, figure out if we can solve it and then all of a sudden you're on a TV show and you've got people writing you from all over the world, telling you their theories, being so excited about it. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can imagine that. That That is, you know, a lot of people look up to them, right? Yeah. And so. that I think that's really awesome. They've created something fun and exciting for people to look forward to, for new people to connect over. And have really give people something to hope about too, you know, mm-hmm. and inspires people. They didn't they probably they're probably role models in their own lives, but they've become role models in in know, a much bigger fashion. Yeah. Like which a is lot great. of people look up to them and that relationship between Marty and Rick is really it's very dynamic and it's it's really cool to watch within this hunt. And, you know, it gives you the feel goods and it inspires others to do fun things like that, to get out and do something. It's really cool that Rick convinced his rich little brother to to <laughs> buy this island, basically. I love it. I love it so much. And pretty much anything Rick wants to do. Marty's going to do it. He looks up to his big brother. Yeah, a couple of seasons ago, Marty would have been, you know, he was like kind of like poo-pooing on a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. But now he's just like, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, like in the next thing we're about to talk about, uh, I guess I got to dig in the swamp. Yes. Stinky, smelly, putrid swamp, He doesn't swamp, have right? a problem with the swamp. He has the problem with the smell. I feel you. I feel you, man. Just don't take your Flonase that day, right? <laughs> yeah, make sure your nostrils are nice and clogged. Yeah, so they kind of ride off in the sunset, and the last little image we get is Dan Blankenship in his golf cart around yep. the corner. Mm-hmm. That gave me goosebumps, too. Yes. And they didn't know at the time that they got that shot, that, but no Dan to be such a big part of Oak Islands. Like we see in the next segment, they say, "Who is, is it Rick that says there would be no Oak Island without Dan? Yeah, let's just touch on that whole part of that episode before we get into the seismic sure. stuff with the swamp but yeah dan they had a little tribute to him right mm-hmm. they said that dan lived and breathed oak island he might have been the real treasure of oak island guarantee he is a treasure of oak island 
No doubt. He had an unconquerable spirit, Rick said. I would definitely agree with that. Well, nothing can change his mind, right? He's been all in for over half his life. He was going to find it, and there was nothing that was going to stop him. 53 years of his life searching. It's a long time. It's a good thing he got some help at the end, right? Yes, yes, It was funny when uh, Marty was talking about, like, the first time they had met Rick, or, sorry, the first time that they had met Dan, and he was already in his, like, Mm mid-70s. He was already in his mid-70s, and Rick and Marty weren't, you know, they still got another 10 or 15 years or whatever until they get to that point. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy, and I don't know. No, the whole, I mean, you see the picture of Craig and Dan and Marty and Rick all there together, and you realize, oh, wow, they've been at this quite a while, Yeah, and they all look older than they did to start. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. They did some flashbacks of Dan from, like, the first season, mm-hmm. and he does look a lot, like, more chipper and young mm-hmm. and spry. Or as Craig called him, salty. <laughs> and intense. Intense. No, yeah. He called him intense. And that was the one word that kept coming up. up. Intensity. And um, Dan H. So Hensky talked about meeting him at the Restall's cabin. In, in the scuba gear. Yep. In 1965. And he said that Dan was very businesslike. And I was thinking, I could see that. Very straightforward. Very wise. He's seen a lot in his life. Yeah. Well, there's a flashback of where Dan Blankenship was sitting in his golf cart. And mm-hmm. and Dan Hensky was standing next to the golf cart. And they're having like a little fun moment mm-hmm. of just, you know, chatting and, and remembering about the past. Yeah, he worked with him a long, long time. Yeah, he did. It was nice to have Dave Blankenship, you know, come in, say a little something. Yeah, he kind of gave the final words, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's his that's the best place for him to do it for his dad. Oh yeah. And he said when Dave's mother died 8 years ago, it really took a lot out of Dan, you know. Yeah. What do you say? It took the heart out of dad is what he said and he was so glad that they could finally be together again. Yeah. Cuz they were quite a pair. He just absolutely adored her. Yeah, it was funny when they would show flashbacks of him wearing her hat. That was the best. Yeah. I love it. Especially when he he's out mowing too. the lawn. He loved it, too. <laughs> Another uh. funny thing that Dave had said was there was three ways of doing things on Oak Island. There was the easy way, there was a the hard way, and then there was Dad's way. <laughs> I, and Dad's hmm. way seemed to be pretty difficult too yeah oh i i know that feeling i had a dad like that (laughs) there was always a way oh so crazy i feel like i have that in my house right now you must be talking about emma no you me yeah i could do things the easy way i could do them the hard way i could do them your way which is twice as hard as the hard way no your way is always way more complicated okay i keep it simple i'm straightforward open-minded you you're you're the challenge not okay so anyway that's kind of how the tribute tribute wrapped up and it was it was really sweet and really heartfelt maddie blake had 
express a lot of his sentiment sentiments too. I I appreciate that they did something like this at, to wrap up the season because mm-hmm. he's such a iconic figure mm-hmm. in the Oak Island legend. Really, he's a legend within the legend. A legend within the legend. He is the legend. He's the real treasure. And so apparently they didn't get to tell him about results of the seismic testing before he passed. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. That might be good and bad because he didn't focus a lot in the swamp. That was mm-hmm. Fred Nolan's thing. That's and true. Fred Nolan was a rival. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they buried the hatchet, but still. Know, but he's still a rival. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, if he would have learned that before. Oh, man. And what if that... That could have made him feel really happy or felt really sad. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure he would have been happy, but like he could have been like, man, I should have spent more time working with each other. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, they if you take a look at what the results show and that there are anomalies linking towards the money pin, then really what they needed to be able to do was to work together. Yeah, I'm very hard to do when you're at odds like mm-hmm. that for decades. And we see that happen in all kinds of situations and different yeah. treasure hunts. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of bananas. Everybody wants to be the one that solves it. Well, of course. If if you, if the, if the two of them solved it together, mm-hmm. they would get co-billing. And whose name comes first? That's another fight. Chicken or the <clears throat> egg. Deidre comes first. Right. <laughs> Okay, let's um, go into War Room 1, where Maddie Blake shows up. Yeah, that's the War Room in Michigan. Yes. Traverse City. Yes. So what does Maddie do? Maddie shows up, and he's stoked. Stoked! Isn't he always stoked? He is, but as they point out, this is a little different than what he normally does. Because right now, instead of them giving him some extra things, he's seen results... At the same time, they are. Yeah, there's been a lot of times where they have to be cryptic with him. Mm-hmm. They can't tell him what's going on. They're like, you just watch, Maddie. You're going to enjoy what you see or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, this time, they had no idea what was coming. Same as yeah. me. So that was cool. That yeah. was a nice twist. Ooh, a twist. Maybe a falcon twist. Ooh. All right, Alex Lagina. Okay, let me back up here. So Maddie Blake shows up, joins him at the ta- table and who else is there who do we have we have alex lagina jack craig rick marty and then big alex tall alex (laughs) no that's alex the giant alex the giant and jeremy church and jeremy church join them i think that was everybody right no there's one other person from eagle canada but i don't remember his name i think it was clint I could be wrong, though. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. My bad. Sorry. It seems like everybody's excited. Well, everybody's hopeful. Hopeful. But Marty isn't sure what to feel at this point. Well, Maddie asks each of them kind of what they're feeling. Alex is excited, but leery, which Mm -hmm. is kind of that totally a Marty thing to say. Yeah, except for Marty's, like, more leery. Uh Uh-huh. He doesn't want to get his hopes up. Well, I mean, that's essentially... What Alex is saying. Yeah. And Jack is holding back a little, but think there's a good chance they'll find something. Craig is confident that they will get good data, but that's it. 
<laughs> He's not saying whether or not he thinks there's actually going to be something in there, but he is confident that the data will be good. I thought that was a really interesting response. That's He's a... probably the most leery. <laughs> it's a very safe way of having his feelings be put out there. Yeah, well, I thought it was interesting because when all was said and done, he said that he still needed to go through the detailed results with Jeremy. Yeah. He's so not, he, he is yeah. hyper skeptical and he's the guy that wants all the little data points and to drill down to ask all those extra questions. Probably, I think that's probably why he and Marty are such a good team. I bet I bet you anything he felt like I did when they had to go out there and do the caulking on the dam. Mm -hmm. And when certain results came up with seismic and he wants to see like the data behind the data. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. I can really appreciate that. Good job, Craig. Good job, Craig. Good job. I feel you, man. He needs the data. The Mar data behind the data. Yeah, Marty needs the data, too. Okay, so Marty needs the data. Craig needs the data behind the data. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he he's the one deeper. Yeah, well, Alex and Jeremy, they do sit down. They ask Alex, and I guess they probably asked Jeremy, too, but they asked like a broad question, like, how excited are you guys about this? data that you're about to show us and on that's a scale from alex, one to ten that's where alex says on a scale of one to ten it's an 11 so <laughs> that's that, that's not getting their hopes up right off the bat is it no i not at all so jeremy says there are four key anomalies found in the seismic data yes so two highland anomalies so areas above the swamp look like uh east yeah kind of south land. of the mega bin mm -hmm. and west of the money pit right Alex says it seems like an entrance to, like you would see, to stairs or, you know, to they talk about an entrance, like a door. To a basement. Yeah, something like that. I was like, okay, that seems really specific to me. Yeah, well, and then they talk about the connector anomaly where it might connect to that point to the money pit. But Whoa. Uh, as we get closer to that area, it makes me think, I don't know. There's so much disturbance that's yeah. happened in the money pit area. I'm leery about that anomaly, but at the same time, it's coming from all the way over there. Can I can I call you Alex too? If you're if you're leery like If him? I'm leery, leery like Alex. Yeah, that could be like a meme or something. I'm leery like that Alex, right? Nah. No. No. My Wait. bad. No, 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 it's fine. I just don't think it would be as funny on paper. Probably not. <laughs> okay, so we had the two higher anomalies, the connector anomaly, and then the swamp anomaly. That's the big one. That's the one where, like, people's eyes open real wide, and their mouths, some mouths probably dropped. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't, I should have, uh... Like tallied them. Yeah, if it happened. It might not have shown the reaction when that came up on the screen, but I bet you anything Jack's mouth dropped, if nothing else. Well, and it's funny because Marty goes, we're going to rename those. <laughs> he did not like the names. <laughs> Rename, yeah. Renaming them. It, it's just funny. I feel like naming things must be a big part of the fun of the job. Oh, yeah. You get to make these discoveries. You get to name them, right? Darn right. Who names the craters on the moon, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, you the people that discover them oh yeah i guess that's true so okay the swamp anomaly 
Yeah. yeah we kind of, uh, you and I dove into that a bit. Yeah. So there's a big thing in the swamp, it looks like. It's, mm-hmm. They had measured it at about 200 to 250 feet long, mm-hmm. about 40 feet wide on one side, and about 25 feet wide on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it looks like something that we've seen before. Like it look, it's a sim- it's a familiar shape. Yes. And nobody wanted to say out loud what they thought it might look like. That was funny. Even Marty, he'd only spell it. Yeah. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said, "Okay, guys, let's not dork around. Is <laughs> it a S H I P? Let's not dork around. <sighs> that might be. That might be my favorite quote of the whole." episode that was pretty funny <laughs> hashtag let's not dork around yeah i think i'm gonna start using that one let's not dork around that's what i'm gonna tell you all through the medallion hunt let's not dork around no that's what i'm gonna tell you, you know, every time you want to search some dumb place I'm oh be like, give me There's a zero chance it break could be you took us to the totally wrong spot two years ago are you kidding no we were like two blocks from it last year yeah we were outside of the park okay should have never left. You was, convinced me that we had to leave. It was a national park, and we didn't think that they would hide something on a national park. Why not? Because you can't. You're not supposed to remove things from national parks. That's well, why you're not supposed to remove artifacts. Okay, you're not supposed to remove anything. Not That's sp- why the Fort Spend treasure. People are wondering if it's in Yellowstone. Can they even get it out without like telling authorities or whatever? Yeah. And if they did tell authorities, well, guess what? It belongs to Yellowstone, not that person. Well, so there's probably a way around it. There probably is, but like, that's what people are worried about. Well, they need to calm down. And nobody cared at the end of the day when the thing was found at that national park in, oh, uh, yeah. two years ago. Nobody cared. So. Well, it also wasn't buried. Like It's it not buried. like we're digging a three-foot hole. In... No, you're looking behind a bush, and there it is. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Ta-da! Anyways, um, whoops, tangent. Yeah, so Marty spelled the S-H-I-P, and Jeremy said, you said it, not me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or, yeah, that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You said it, not me. Yeah. So. Okay, this is what confused us, because they said it was about two meters deep to get to it, right? Well, that confused Marty, too. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, that's easy. We could do that. Mm-hmm. You know? I guess we are going to dig in the swamp, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But then they're. Going into more, you know, what were those, like, diagrams mm-hmm. about... It, it, and those are confusing to look at, too, because the data they have can basically be viewed in any direction. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get a bearing on what we're looking at. Because, mm-hmm. like, are we looking at from top down? That's where that's where you want to put your mind, that everything is a top down because, well, it's not like you can look at it from the sides from underground, uh, you, usually. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gives you a 3D modeling more or less. Yeah. Initially, we saw a top down. Yeah. And they show that by laying it over the swamp. Mm-hmm. It's when you get to the next slide and that we stared at for some time. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out what just two meters down was because it sounds like the sed- sediment is like two meters thick on it. Okay, so they said something about it be, the the bottom of it being about 55 feet down, right? And so 55 feet is a lot more than two meters. Exactly. Two meters is about 12, or six, two meters is about six feet. Mm-hmm. And so between 
six feet and 55 feet, well, what is that? That's what we were trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And Marty was trying to figure that out too. And he, he almost sounded like, oh, so it's 55 feet deep. Mm-hmm. And then Maddie's like, I hope you're ready to dig 55 feet down in the swamp or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, goody. Mm-hmm. But what, okay, so what we're, we were kind of thinking and trying to figure out and studying other kinds of big ships, wooden ships. Okay, so maybe if the ship's laying on its side mm-hmm. and it's decomposed a little bit, and you know these wooden ships can be anywhere between like 30 to 50 feet, basically wide. Mm-hmm. That's called the what? Oh, geez. The beam? The beam. That's right. So the beam is the width of a ship. And then there's all, you know, that's that's different than the length of the ship. The length would be from the front to the back, from the stern to the aft, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what the 250 feet-ish mm-hmm. would be. The, the part that's, you know, I guess it would be, there'd be like six feet of debris or sediment or whatever on top of the ship then there would be the ship and then that goes down to 55 feet mm-hmm. ish. ish or who knows what's underneath that too right oh, before they yeah. get to the because the bottom of the swamp is at that 55 foot level right no the bottom of the ship is supposed to be at the 55 foot level and the isn't swamp, it laying on the bottom of the swamp well it's laying on the bottom of the swamp before you get to like rock or whatever mm-hmm. is that what we're kind of thinking? and they were saying it seems like it is just below sea level, which would make sense being a swamp. So I don't know. I'm kind of confused. Yeah, I'm confused too. But from my best guess <laughs> from what we've got is that the ship is probably about, I don't know, between 30 and 40 feet wide. Mm-hmm. And it's laying on the bottom, probably on its side, with six feet of sediment on top of it. Mm-hmm. So it was probably originally around like 45, 50 feet wide. You no, know, these are all guesses. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But, and then, you know, after time it decomposes, gets compressed, but, you know, that's what's kind of left. Actually, you, you ever see shipwrecks on the bottom of the ocean? They're like, I don't go just, diving very uh, often. We, we see it on TV shows. <laughs> yes. Now, a lot of those ships are like just the very, you know, there's like not much left. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I forget everything I just said because I'm thinking about it now, and there's probably not much left down there. It's hard it's to been, say. Unless it's caked in mud and stuff, which it obviously is, mm-hmm. and maybe that preserved a little more than just direct seawater, mm-hmm. you know, salt water. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out next season. Yeah. We see them with a much smaller core in the air because they say they're going to core it. Yeah. And we see the next season or whatever. And we see someone, probably Rock or Irving, whatever, out there with doing... Or maybe it's the sonic drilling. It might be. Yeah, actually, it's probably probably the sonic drilling because it's a much smaller drill. Yeah. And they said, you know, it should be pretty easy to stick it in the middle of this anomaly and see what comes up. Yeah. You know, they're going to probably do at least a dozen coring attempts on it, right? So we'll see. So the Ark of the Covenant's going to have a perfectly round hole right through it. The Ark of the Covenant's probably in the money pit, <laughs> silly. And it already Whatever. has holes in it and stuff. Who knows? It's probably in pieces. Yeah. Something that was funny 
um, Alex the Giant. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I'll go investigate if you don't want to. <laughs> that was funny. We think this is very important and that you need to investigate it. If you don't, we will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, better watch out. Yeah, that's funny. And another thing that Jeremy noted, um, the anomaly, like when they drained the swamp, there was mm-hmm. like there was one section of the swamp that was kind of like raised a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's where the anomaly is. So they kind of correlate correlate with each other. Yeah, they talk about like the peninsula that comes off into the swamp there, and it looked like it kind of came right up to that. So it could be laying on its side, or yeah, we'll just. I don't know. So many. We'll have to see, but it's exciting is what it, it is. It is exciting. You know who was excited after Eagle Canada left? Maddie. Maddie was like, it's a ship. We need to dig now. Yeah, he was ready to go running. I I swear he like jumped out of his chair and everybody's like, calm down. Calm <laughs> down. Yeah, he he was. He, he was trying to keep his cool during the Eagle Canada segment. Oh, totally. Segment, it took everything in him to keep his cool. Yeah. But then he's like, no, nah, time to geek out. Let's do it. Dig, dig, dig. <laughs> oh that's that's funny so i don't know marty was saying he doesn't believe that nothing ever happened on oak island now so that's a big deal especially for rick yeah it really it made rick very excited very oh yeah super excited you know i'm so excited (laughs) i just can't hide it my name is maddie blake and i'm so excited Dun, dun. That's all I got. Cool. You like that? Yeah. Real like, catchy there. I, I like the little dance you were doing. Yeah. The, you know, people yeah. can't see that. They don't get to see my jazz hands. Yeah. She was doing a little dance. I was. She's, she's doing the jazz hands right I'm now. I'm doing the jazz hands. Weirdo. Yeah, you are. Maddie then kind of wrapped it up by going around the table asking the people sitting around it what was the most significant thing about season six to them. Yes. And Craig was like, well, it's a dendrochronology. Duh. 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 It's like that hard data saying, boom, it is. before, money, pit, searchers. I'd agree. It's, that's a really big deal. It's been the first definitive proof that's been able to take those who need solid evidence that need the one thing from non-believers to believers of at least some temperament. Yep. And it gives them hard verifiable proof that something significant not you know you you get like uh what was it i think alex was saying the lead cross could have got there anytime true you know it was made a long time ago a long long time ago in a galaxy far away naboo was under an attack that is not not the route i was going oh I like that. I like both versions, but I like Weird Al's a lot better. Uh, you would. Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. <laughs> he does live in a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> I met him in a swamp down oh in Dago, where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. S-O-D-A oh my gosh, soda. so Yoda lives on Oak Island. Boom. Mystery solved. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is this is why there's all the weird ghostly things. It's actually like Jedi powers and mind tricks and such going on. So Oak Island's on Dagobah? Yes. Okay. It's we're doing a wormhole thing. <laughs> huh. All right. 
So like the causeway when they drive over it that you're like going through a wormhole that you just can't see. It's like in another dimension. Yes. And then you end up on Dagobah. Yeah. Oh, and you fun. can see it via Google Maps. That's, that's really why it's shaped like an elephant. Mm, that's why. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So you heard it here first. Yoda lives that is, in the swamp that's in the Oak That's the secret Island. to Oak Island. It is. It's Yoda's ship. So anybody that goes on a tour of Oak Island goes across that causeway. Good luck. Wormhole. Hope you make it back to the other side. That's where you say Godspeed, right? Going through space and time. Sure. Good luck. Good luck. All right. So Maddie kind of wraps it up saying they've given fans around the world joy and hope and something to root for. We kind of touched on this earlier. Yeah. But it, that's a nice little thing for him to kind of wrap up basically the very end of season six on a tied up in a nice bow. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. That was the season finale and the drilling down. Boom. More Boom more. goes the dynamite just like Oak Island. Well, that was what Dan Blank or sorry, that's what Dave Blankenship used to do. He used to go get the boom dynamite. Remember <laughs> that's right, from the down general at the store. corner store. I don't think you could do that now. No, he would go get the dynamite, take it back to Oak Island and blow stuff up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> season six is in the books, and we look forward to season seven. Woo woo. We also look forward to doing a number of podcast of about oak island this year uh-huh. uh, before season seven starts yes anytime we hear some cool information that's going on down at the island stuff gets out oh yeah you know we're not into spoilers so much but if there's some big things happening that a lot of people are talking about and it's not doesn't seem like it's that big of a secret because everybody knows we're gonna we'll we'll podcast about it yeah if we've got any new theories or we want or we just want to do something fun We'll pop on. Yeah, and we've got some fun little bonus things for you guys, too. Like we, Oh, we, yeah. We talked about one earlier that we had mentioned on a prior show. You're going to have to go back and listen to that to find out what it is because mm-hmm. now it's just going to be a secret, but it'll, secret. It, it'll probably happen in a couple weeks. And, of course, um, you'll be able to join us on our upcoming podcast, Boots and Armchairs. A Treasure Hunters podcast. That's right. Yeah, that'll be fun. I already grabbed the handle on Instagram for Boots and Armchairs. Sweet. I should probably grab it on uh, the Facebook. The Facebook. You. Do it. And on the YouTube. That way you guys, you know, if you're wanting to keep up to date on when this thing actually happens. What about the Twitter? Oh, yeah, we got to pull it up on the Twitter. Well, they can, we'll do that before this thing launches. But that way, if you want to keep track of when it finally goes live, then you'll be able to see it there first and then run on over to your favorite app to subscribe. Yeah. We do have our hotline, right? Our phone number <laughs> to give so people can give we us what? a hotline. Who has a hotline? We do. In the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have, how about a voicemail line? Is that what it's actually called these days? It's just a voicemail, a, a phone number, a hotline? Yes. This is not an 800 number where, you know... We're going to read you psychic readings or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. Get Miss Cleo back from yes. dead. Yes. 
Oh. She can read your palm over the phone. Who knows how that works, but she makes it work, right? I don't know. Okay. So anyway, we have a voicemail line that we had originally set up for Oak Island. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be a little too scared to call it, and that's I fine. Know. That's totally fine. You can fine. text it, guys. Okay. You can do whatever you want. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. So you could also, if you have any questions about treasure hunting, maybe you should call it or text us, I guess. Or you can email us and all the other usual things, but it'd well, be a lot of fun to get some phone calls it ab- would be. about treasure hunting that maybe we can even do on our first show. Well, talk that about would be. Play. You can uh, do it there, or we will have a phone number for the other one. Oh, you're not going to just keep it the same? It's not like it's that big of a deal, right? I don't know. I feel like you should have a different phone number for it. Don't mm. you? Most podcasts I listen to just have one phone number kind of further whole umbrella really not me anyway the phone number is we'll we'll decide or we'll We'll debate we'll figure out if we're gonna get and you can call any of them we'll get another number and you can call any of the ones you would like just tell us hey i have a treasure hunting question we'll know where isn't oak island all treasure hunting questions okay touche you got me on that one different treasure hunts than oak island okay okay all right so it's three six zero Eight three six four five four nine. One more time. Three six zero eight three six four five four nine. And call that number. Leave us a message, and uh, we'll try our best to talk about it. And try our best. Oh, we will. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll do what we can to discuss it in your honor. In your honor, in your honor, call the hotline and we will discuss it in your honor. (laughs) Why do you always laugh at me? Oh, because you say things like hotline and in your honor. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Okay. You totally set yourself up for all of that. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I'm just trying to be fun and innocent over here and you're still making fun of me. Bah. All right, so do we have Clotworthy's? Well, aren't we supposed to tell them which one won about a month ago? Yes. Okay, do you know which one won? I do. Ooh, okay, hang Uh, on. All right, so the winner of the penultimate Clotworthy moment (laughs) of season six was... Placed Stones. Placed Stones. Yep, short and sweet, eh? Yeah, that's the one you didn't even like. Well, because it's too short, but whatever. It's all good. I'm not the There's one no choosing There's no making these. you happy. Hey, you know what? I don't know if I'm happy or not. It's hard for me to... What What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy or not. No, about the clot-worthy moment, silly. So, like, I usually... If it's like a landslide, I'm like, oh, well, we're trying to not do a landslide. If it's close... I go, and, but I don't but know. I just can't unha- be happy. I just can't be happy. Yeah, you're not happy either way. Anyway, this was a very close one. This was like 52% overall to 48%. And you don't know one. if you're happy. I am happy, but I'm not happy because I like the other one better myself. But oh, I'm not. Man. I didn't vote, so. Babe. Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know what to say. I need a hug. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to give me a hug? Nope. I'm all I've I've got cords and stuff attached to me. We're podcasting. There is no hugging in podcasting. <laughs> Even if we did, 
they would never know. If we hugged? Yeah, because, like, they can't see us. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that was the winner. So, yay. Yay. Are we... I mean, this is the finale. Do we still have people vote yeah. for a clot-worthy moment? Of course. We'll have even a longer voting period. Why not? What What are you going to do? Run it till the season premiere? <laughs> no. That would be bananas. No, we're going to have our little bonus thing in a couple weeks, our bonus episode. Okay. And we can have it at the end of that. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okay, so let's... I know you pulled clot-worthy moments, right? I have. And yeah, I'm glad. I think I've got... Yeah, hang on just a second. Okay, our first one is... Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, two of the founding fathers of the United States of America. How did you feel about that? I love it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. It is. It really it caps everything off so nicely. Yeah, that is fun. And who doesn't love the founding fathers, right? Well, I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like however Robert Clotworthy says it is how it should be. Well, guess what? He said... Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> not the way you said it earlier, silly. Oh, whatever. I win again. Uh, again? Really? Well, I always win, so. no, so. Really? Because I'm pretty sure the last post you put up said something about me always being right. Are you going to go change that? I was just trying to make you feel good about yourself. Oh, oh, got it. Okay, let's hear the second one. Okay. Wooden boards packed with clay. More packed clay. A second wooden wall. Just five feet behind the first. A third wall. Found just a few feet from the other walls. Discovered just one day ago at Smith's Cove. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> I love it. That was insane. Oh, man. You did that for me, didn't you? Oh, Yes, that is the only reason. I was hoping that something like that would have happened eventually, but that is just great. <laughs> <laughs> lots of walls, lots, lots of clay. Lots of wood. And lots of wood. <laughs> <laughs> lots of wood packed with clay. Oh my gosh. On both sides and only a few feet away. That's funny. Well, thank you. That was great. I That one, oh, I can't influence the vote. All right, if... You, Oh, go ahead. I said you could. You would. Nah, Can you imagine? You're going to have to type that all out <laughs> and just put like wooden wall, one, two, three, dot, 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 clay. <laughs> Something like that. It's You don't get that many characters on Twitter. I could probably type as much as I want on Facebook, but... Do like a super tweet, you know, where you do them like tweet. back to back or right. something. Is, so, isn't that a thing? I think it is a thing. I think I've done it once. So. Ooh, you fancy. I'm super. Super right. fancy. Well, that is cool. So what we're going to do is, since there's not another new episode of The Curse of Oak Island until probably November, mm -hmm. when we do our special podcast about a fun subject and The Curse of Oak Island that will be in a few weeks, we will... Reveal the winner of this clot-worthy moment. To vote, just go to Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast, right? And find our post about the clot-worthy moment, and you get to pick which one you want to win. Yeah, it, it's on our page. 
Is it a page? That's not a page. I thought a page was it's MySpace. It's a Facebook page. Well, what's MySpace? Your feed? No, Facebook's timeline, remember? No, your timeline is Facebook. That's what I just said. I said Facebook is t- a timeline. No, you just said MySpace. Okay, what's, fi- what's because MySpace? Because we just argued over Facebook yesterday. You said something about <laughs> someone posting on your timeline, and I was like, wow, I haven't heard anyone actually reference Facebook and timeline like out loud. It's just weird. It is weird, but it said timeline on my notification. Yeah, which is fine. But so I'm it. saying that our page is like because we have a Facebook page. So what what were you making fun of me a while back about MySpace? What did I call it? My MySpace what? I didn't say page. Profile? No. no. I can't remember now, but I'm pretty sure I said MySpace wall. page. You said oh, wall. wall. It's mind. totally okay. the wall. Okay, you got okay. me. Okay, <laughs> I definitely got you. I win. Sorry, okay. you had to transport yourself back into the 90s. Yeah, right? I had to go find my wormhole and go back so that I could figure out Early what we were on. And okay, yes. got You got me. Yeah, a page. Don't make fun of me. Okay, so. I know what to properly make fun of. <laughs> okay so, so go that. to our facebook page and that's facebook.com slash oak island podcast vote for the clout worthy moment you can also do that on twitter is that what's that twitter what is that the feed that's just just look oak island okay so twitter.com slash oak island pod. It's, it's, isn't it just called tweeting at someone with their handle well but that's not what you do to vote you have to like click on something it's oh, not tweeting. i don't know just let's tally the votes okay we could tally the votes just go to twitter find oak island <laughs> podcast somehow okay oak island pod with the handle because <laughs> it's the little at at oak island pod that's where we're on the twitter okay find us there and you can also vote for the clotworthy moment you can that way and boom goes the dynamite your vote will be in and then we'll be able to tally the votes next time it'll be fun (laughs) i hope you guys caught some of that They could have been a little bit better if you weren't laughing at me all the way through it, you oh, jerk. Oh, give me a break. You were just challenging me on the page. Okay, and okay. Yeah, we're, we're past that now. No, okay? you're, you weren't past that two seconds ago, but now you're past that because I brought it back up. No, because you own no, me. No, no. You own no, me on it, and so I, I was do done. I own you. I'm always right. You only get shut down when you don't want to hear it. <laughs> Okay, so you can vote for the clotworthy moment, okay? That's the thing. <laughs> That's hey, the thing. So, got something excited. Ex- you got something excited? <laughs> I have something exciting to Is there a- an excited puppy somewhere? Okay, I have something exciting to announce. It's going to make you really happy, okay? Oh, will it? I guarantee it. It's going to make me happy or our listeners happy? No, you. <laughs> so it won't make our listeners happy? Maybe. I then don't why know. are you sharing it with our no. listeners? Okay, I'm going to share it with you and the listeners. Oh, and you're going to probably want right. to get up and give me a hug after this. We don't hug in podcasting. I know, but I'm just saying you probably would want to. Okay, listen to this. Guess how many subscribers we have on YouTube? I don't know. What was it last time you checked? 100. Oh, I thought it was 98. You told me 98 earlier today. No, I told you that yesterday, and then oh. I went in and subscribed with one of my other accounts <laughs> to make us hit 100. Wow, that is cheating. Whatever, I wanted to hit 100. Oh, well, I thought you were going to be excited about getting 100 subscribers. So. <laughs> no, I totally... So you did it yourself, you jerk. I have a personal YouTube account, and then we have the Oak Island one. I was like, duh, we're almost 100. So I went in there and so subscribed to myself. So I should go to, and subscribe to our own self, like our own podcast. No, I just really need to hit the threshold <laughs> of a hundred because I think we can now change to having an, like a 
a handle or whatever they have on the YouTube. <laughs> okay, well, I thought you were going to be a little more excited about that, but apparently you did <laughs> no, it No, I totally cheated the system. Hey, and... if anybody else wants to subscribe to us on YouTube, go for it. Yeah? I think that's a thing you, we should be striving to do, get more followers Yeah, but there. only if you're going to give us a thumbs up. Well, we got lots of thumbs up. You know how many... How many views we've got this last episode? No, I haven't checked any of the stats on the YouTubes except for the 100 because I wanted to be number 100. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got 3,352 listens of our last podcast. Okay, does that mean they've listened to like 30 seconds or like, dude, I'm not listening to this? Or is it like they've listened to it? Why do you downplay our numbers? You shouldn't downplay (laughs) them at all. You should be excited that (laughs) 3,000 people clicked on our thing. That's true. So I I am very toot excited. On you. Toot on you. Yeah. Wow. Are you five? No. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm no. really sure. Okay. Toot people, on you. People really excited about this. We got some cool comments on YouTube. Yeah. Some guy, because I said, uh, I tw- what, where did I say? I said somewhere that I thought this was our best episode, but you're like, you say that all the time. You do say that all the well, time. Well, I think we have good episodes. You know, and you and, think everyone is miraculously better than the last. You know what? I'm not sure this one is because of your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Ever. Yeah. Well, anyway. It's okay. on my phone. Somebody had said that. Thanks for your podcast. I haven't listened to this episode yet, but I know it'll be good as always when I do. I said, thanks for your support. I think this will be our best episode yet. That's where I said it, I guess. Somebody replied, or one of our friends in uh, Brazil, Antonio, he said, I agree. This is the best episode. Very funny. Right? But apparently this is not going to be better because of my attitude. Yeah, right? That's that's true. You're grounded. Some A guy named Russell said, this is cool. I have new bedtime audio. Sweet. Um, yeah. So and, and we got another one. Thanks for these. You guys are awesome. So boom. Boom. Hey, yeah. guys. Thank you. People are enjoying us on the YouTube. Sweet. So thanks for that. Thank we you. We came to the YouTube wagon kind of late. We did. But, but we're maybe, learning. Yeah. And we'll probably be on the YouTube right away with our new podcast. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to need to be, I think. Maybe we'll even try out some of that like visual video podcasting going live situations. I'm scared of that. You're the one that made us go live last time when we were giving away the book. Oh, yeah, giving away the book. Good. Hey, good segue. Did you see that? that? Was perfect. Did you like that? So we have books to give away. What? So, we do? Yeah, we're actually in the process of writing a riddle. Ooh. And this is how you're going to win the book. So the first person to figure out exactly what our riddle means, and the instructions will be with the riddle when it's presented. Naturally. Uh, first person to get it right will win the book. So anybody else that submits a right answer are going to go into a drawing to get another copy of the book because we have two copies to give yes. away. So that is what we're going to do. And uh, you excited about that, babe? Of course I'm excited about that. I can't wait to finish up the riddle. Yeah. So, well, the riddle's coming along nicely and mm-hmm. we will probably be posting it in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. It'll be on our Facebook page and we'll probably put a link to our Facebook page on Twitter so uh-huh. that you can get there from Twitter to, you know, see uh-huh. the post. But We'll do it on Instagram as well. Oh, I don't know anything about the Instagram. I will make sure it's on the Instagram as well. Okay. And we'll probably have everybody enter via email. Yes, email And take the only the entries that way so that it's all coming through one channel. 
So no, don't send us a Facebook message with your answer or a direct message through Instagram. We'll only accept them through one channel just to make sure it's fair. Yeah, and we need to probably limit the number of guesses because I don't want to get like 20 emails from one person in a day with, you know, I can't, re- we're not going to be able to reply to all those at mm-hmm. once or anything. So X number of guesses per day. Yeah, maybe or whatever. do like, I don't know, like we'll one, figure it one out. One guess a day or something. And the if, logistics. Yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll figure it out. But Riddle is coming. You'll be able to win a copy of The Curse of Oak Island by mm-hmm. Randall Sullivan. Uh, two copies to be given away. One to the first person that gets the riddle right. The second one goes to, let's do like, we'll probably do like a month or something. I don't know. That's a long time. Okay, a couple weeks. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, give this, it. This riddle's not going to be impossible. Don't uh, worry. No, of course not. We want someone to get the book and yeah. be able to read it. Exactly. Well, it's, it's still a good summer new. read. Yeah. You know, you sit out there in the sunshine in your hammock and you're like, Oh, yeah. Curse of Oak Island. What did Randall Sullivan have to say about this subject? Yeah. Goes the dynamite. Okay. You say, every time I say boom. Goes the dynamite. Okay. Maybe I need to stop saying boom, I guess. (laughs) Goes the dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's something exciting. Be looking forward to it. And I hope uh, somebody gets it right and somebody wins. It might be you. Could it be? It could be. (laughs) Or something like that. That didn't quite work. Yeah. All right. So... Should we read some reviews? Sure. Sweet. We got some... Got some new ones? New reviews from iTunes. Sweet. And if we haven't read yours because it's an international review, because we do have a lot of people that listen in Canada. We've got a lot of people that listen in, like, England. And, you know, like we just said, our we have a friend in Brazil. We've got people in South Africa. We, we're kind of worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. So if we haven't read a review, we're really sorry. If you can like copy and paste an email to me or something, I would love to I'm pretty sure they're it. coming to us now. No, I don't get, I, uh, I, I, the ones I get say United States of America, United States of America. Well, maybe we just haven't had any international reviews in a while. Maybe, but I don't know. All right. So I'm going to read some reviews. Okie dokie. All right. So this one is from. Jesse 08. Jesse 08. It said, the title is It's Gucci. What does that mean? Does that mean it's cool? It must be. What's Gucci? Really? Like the brand? Uh, G-U-C-C-I, right? Yeah. Okay. What about it's a it? Bobby Dazzler. <laughs> so is that, does that, are the, it's is, a good thing. This person's just saying we're Bobby Dazzlers, basically. Yeah, no, they're saying we're Gucci. We're like top of the line. Oh, good. I like that. <laughs> All right, it says, I love listening to podcasts on my way to work, and I've really enjoyed adding yours to my library. It's a fun show about a subject I'm really into. I love the hubs and wife banter. Looking forward to hearing more. So, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And it's Gucci. And they like our banter. So, Gucci, standby, (laughs) is an Italian... Luxury brand of fashion and leather goods. So take that. Okay. Uh, I, I, I like top of the line. That was a good explanation. That is. Thank you, Wikipedia. Oh, thank you, Jesse08. Yes. I hope that's how it's pronounced. It's J-E-S-E-Y. So this is from Burke Plus Ultra. Great companion to the TV show. Really enjoy the conversational nature of this podcast. Also, great to hear about Deidre's Billy Obsession 
and I, if I knew how to send this to Dustin in instant messenger or post it on his wall, I would. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Do you? Yes. You like it when our, our listeners are making fun of me now? Well, it just, it shows that they actually listen because they were able to make fabulous references there. Like good. they really, they could have a bibliography where they pulled those out of. That that was good. It was really good. I mean, making fun of Dustin in just the right ways and my weird Billy obsession, you know, spot on. Nicely done. Boom. <laughs> Goes <it>. to dynamite. <laughs> I did it again. Yes. Oh my gosh. You gotta stop saying boom. I guess. Because this is just me helping you break the habit by saying goes the dynamite. I just won't talk anymore. <laughs> it's a podcast (laughs) just kidding (sighs) i'll have to figure out some other go-to word filler word that isn't uh uh um you know yeah yeah i try to get rid of those okay yeah so thank you very much burke plus ultra appreciate that then we've got one from jeremy it says a hundred percent worth listening listening to these funny and entertaining two will leave you wanting more I bet if you were to go to their house on game night, you would leave with your abs hurting so bad from all the laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Dustin and Deidre, y'all keep up the great work and can't wait for the Treasure Hunting Podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Man, I think he knew something. I think they know. Yeah. Well, we had been teasing it for a while, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But, you know. We've been wanting to do it for a long time. Uh Uh-huh. Jeremy, that was awesome. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate those nice words. And I'm going to throw in one more, because why not? This will get us all caught up on the reviews I have. And since this is the last episode of the season, it's a good place to read the last of them, right? That makes sense to me. All right. So last one is from Moisty Salad. Yes, it says Moisty, but Salad is S-A-L-I-D. So spelled a little... Mostly Salad? No, it's Moist. M-O-I-S-T-Y. Moisty. Moisty. All right. Yeah, kind of like Dr. Horrible Moist. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they need to make a Dr. Horrible, too. They do. It's a crime that it hasn't happened. It is. It's a travesty. It is a real travesty. Yeah. Now I'm going to have the song stuck in my head. Two sweater vests. <laughs> All right. So this is from Moisty Salad. It says, this is great. Great listen. I would definitely recommend this to anyone who likes Oak Island, and I also like how they cover many different funny theories and making them up my favorite is how charles is actually a mason who is hiding the secret (laughs) and that's why we think (laughs) of the pink panther theme song anytime he comes on (laughs) (laughs) and that's why he's sneaking around at night right (laughs) that's right charles sneaky guy sneaky sneaky a very wise and sneaky man yeah so that was from Moisty, and thank you. That thank was awesome. You. Yeah, that was fun. So guys, those are you're the, the best. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Seriously, I we have the best listeners, and in all actuality, Duh. yeah, we keep we had kept putting this thing off, and wow, I'm just looking at the time that's running right now. It is ridiculously long. So if you have made it all the way here, whoa, I'm whoa. impressed. Whoa, is that like a that's from Blossom, right? Yep, from whoa. '90s. Whoa. And thank you. I didn't think they would miss us when we were gone, but we legit got messages saying, where are you? Yeah, where's the new podcast? Yeah, when's it going to come up? Where's the new podcast? We miss you. 
What's going on? Yeah. Is something wrong? Did did you stop posting it to such and such? Ne- I was like, really? you care that much? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, they care. It like kind of got at my feelers. Do you need a hug? No. I don't do actually I don't actually have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've hurt your feelings many times. I can guarantee you have feelings. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, that's funny stuff. But it's mostly you hurting my feelings. Oh whatever. <laughs> Jeez. Don't be a baby. Just kidding. We don't ever hurt each other's feelings. We well. have the perfect marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's not a joke (laughs) thanks thanks for laughing at me (laughs) you did too you said we never hurt each other's feelings (laughs) and we have the perfect marriage that's not true we're constantly improving yes everything is great though yeah i mean there's not a problem (laughs) it's just funny the idea that we never hurt each other's feelings or never disagree like our house is rather entertaining. We don't like yell and do crazy stuff or and we don't typically throw things at each other or <laughs> you know, nothing crazy, but we disagree often. That's why treasure hunting works for us. Yeah. Well Because my ideas are always right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like four out of ten times. Okay, I'm at least over the 50% threshold. I do know about that, or else we wouldn't have left the park two years ago when we followed you outside of the park where the medallion (sighs) was. Get over it. Can't. Even when we drive by it to this day, every time. What about it? There it it is. I should have had it. It was right there. Yeah, you shouldn't keep saying that to yourself. No, that's not you healthy. do. And I know that's what I tell you, is it's not healthy at all. I, I don't dwell on it that much. Mm-hmm. Only, yeah, you're right. Only every time I drive by it, I, but... Yeah, I need to start learning, like, different routes around that park. Now, that's kind of a thoroughfare, you know? You it is. You can't get around it. <laughs> it kind of is, like, the main thoroughfare. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But I can't wait to start talking about medallion. Yes, it'll be fun. I feel like I need to go buy us some armchairs. <laughs> so we could podcast from the armchair mm-hmm. with boots on? Yeah. 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 Sounds like a great idea. That'd be fun. Yeah. If we do video, you should have like a pair of boots like on the table in front of you with the camera, you know? Or I sh- we could wear our boots and they'll be sitting on like a treasure chest while we're sitting in our armchairs. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do? Like... As far as like getting a clot worthy moment or something for that, you know, because we're not going to have clot worthy moments. We're going to have like. Well, we'll have to have something else people vote on. Yeah, the boot scoot moment. Boot scoot? What is the boot scoot boogie? (laughs) I'm just saying boot, you know, boots. (laughs) Boots, yo. (laughs) Well, do you want the armchair boogie? Like. Is that a thing? No. Well, the boot scoot and boogie (laughs) is, okay. You just like keep using that clip of the boot scoot and boogie. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll have um, to come up with something. Hey, if will. anybody has recommendations or like some suggestions, you should. Yeah, some kind of moment for us to vote and yeah. kind of help with that interaction. Do we with have an you email guys. set up for that yet? Yes, it's bootsandarmchairs at gmail.com. Boom. <laughs> Goes the dynamite. <laughs> I didn't even notice until he freaked out. I, as soon as I said it, I was like, no, I said it again. It's like a, tr- it's like a trigger word it for is. you. It's a trigger word for me. It's a reflex. 
now that you've pointed it out, it's now a trigger word of your trigger word. <laughs> like your your filler word is boom now. So <laughs> I have to react to it. It helps you kill the trigger word. Yep. <laughs> See, he was going to say boom, but he went with yep. Yeah. Hey, so something we need to do for the the new podcast, we need to give something away for that podcast too, like a a book. Like a treasure? Like no, like a book that it that we can discuss about treasures. That would be fun. We need to give something away, yeah. something rad. Like a copy of The Thrill of the Chase or a copy of uh Jenny Kyle's new book? Yeah, or yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. that maybe we can get like her to sign one. Boom. I can't not do it now. Okay, I just want to say, good idea. I won't, I won't say the B word anymore, okay? Uh, oh. Like neither, I, can't, I can't stop it, neither can she. Like, if you guys have made it to this, like, two and a half hour mark, oh my gosh. then I'm sorry for the number of times you've heard, boom, it goes the dynamite. I'm sorry too. Jeez, I, it's unintentional on my end. It's just like I read somewhere about that being a good way to like help break your filler words, where your your partner of whoever like does something every time you do it <laughs> to point it out, and this works perfect. <laughs> and I didn't even know I was doing it. This is fabulous. Oh my goodness! All hey, right. let's tell everybody how to get a hold of us. Yes. Well, hey, thanks for a great season, everybody. <laughs> let's yes. say that. It's great. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks if you've been here since the beginning, or even if you haven't. Thank you. Thank you. You're the real Bobby Dazzlers. Yeah, we've had a great time just chatting and having. This is actually something else that is really good with treasure hunting. Being a treasure hunter, before Deidre and I, you know, I might have mentioned something like this before, but before we started doing the actual treasure hunting stuff together, like a lot, we didn't have a lot of hobbies we did together. And now we do this kind of stuff together all the time, plus mm-hmm. the podcast. This has brought our marriage together closer than it's ever been, mm-hmm. even though I felt like we've always been... Yeah, but it's in a different been, way. Yeah, but we've always been pretty good, right? Well, yeah, we've never... <laughs> it's not like this is the solution to fixing a marriage. No, or, no. no, this is more like... It's awesome. Yeah, it's just something fun that we've found that we can do together. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I won that treasure hunt a couple years ago, because mm-hmm. if I didn't, we, we might not be on a podcast right now because it got me more wrapped up in treasure hunting, even mm-hmm. though I, was, I had already been into it, but mm-hmm. just not as deep. And then Deidre's like, what? You could win stuff? Mm-hmm. And then, well, then she's into it now. It was so. when I solved a riddle without actually reading a book that you couldn't <laughs> solve. Yeah. And that was, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I am smart enough to yeah. do this. Yeah. And it, these things are for everybody. They really are. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I want to say, one of the best things is we've met so many awesome People. So many friends in the treasure hunting community. It's crazy. Crazy. Lots, got lots of friends in the Oak Island community too now. How so. cool is that? And the fact that you guys have stuck with us all the way through to this episode, knowing where we started at the beginning as brand new to podcasting. Not that we're veterans now, but hey. Hey, we got more than 20 under our belt. Woo. Woo. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, thank you very much. It, you guys are That's awesome. That's off to you. And to get a hold of us, how? Uh, you can find us on the Instagram at Oak Island Podcast. And? On Facebook at Oak Island Podcast. And? On Twitter 
at Oak Island Pod. And they can email us at? Why do I have to say it all? At, <laughs> you can email us if you go to your email and type in Oak Island Podcast at gmail.com. If Sorry, you go I, to your email and type in <laughs> HTTP colon no, slash slash. That, that's a website. I Even know, I know that. Who, who, all I'm you do sorry. is like, and okay. Well, that's and, guess what? That's why you tell them, right? Because I tell them all funny, and, and then you make fun of me. And then, <laughs> okay. So the reason you tell everybody is because you make fun of me when I do it wrong. <laughs> so you're the one telling them. So you go because you, you make fun. Okay, you've already told them our email is at oakislandpodcast at gmail That's right, and hopefully you can find us on YouTube slash or <laughs> youtube.com slash oak island podcast maybe i don't know i have to figure out how to change our <laughs> thing See, I just google was, oak island podcast i thought it was a hundred thousand subscribers a hundred thousand no well a hundred's a lot <laughs> easier to do than a hundred thousand well, why so. do you think i was shocked when i saw a hundred yeah. that's way less zeros yeah a lot Three. yeah uh-huh so. cool well hopefully that works whatever and Oof. uh yeah, and that's it. I think that's the end of the show, right? Is there anything else you got? That's all I got for now. Be on the lookout for that riddle. Woo. Woo. Until next time. Boom, could it be? Goes the dynamite! <laughs> trying to dig up a treasure that is no longer there. But if they were withdrawing, wouldn't they have shut off the booby trap? Yes. Yes. Of course. There's no question about it. Right. You don't know for sure if it's a deposit or maybe it was taken or whatever, but you could go on another island in Mahone Bay, and I don't think you'd find near the things yeah. that we found here. So I, I really believe that there's definitely something in Oak Island.